today. All right, guys, welcome to episode 39 of Podcast Derailed, PSU.com's podcast. I'm your host, Don Oliveira. With me today, I have Kyle Prawl. What up, Kyle? Oh, it's some good fucking tea I just drank. I'm also drinking tea, and it's good. Uh, it's good, except mine's a little bit too hot. Uh, frozen today is chili. Welcome back, hey, chili. Hey, guys. Uh, hey, chili. Why, why are you frozen? Um, because it's quite cold, and I'm in England. Actually, it's not too cold today, but it's been freezing recently. Are your nipples popping? Uh, not right now, but, you know. Can you Maybe pop your later. nipples for me? Maybe later, boy. Oh, okay. I've also got uh, Will Robinson. He was on our live episode, but this is his first time showing up on a regular uh, podcast. What's up, Will? I wish I had some tea. I wish I had nipples. Hey, <laughs> um, man, there hasn't been an episode in a while. This feels good. Yeah, yeah. it's been a while. And it's yeah, been a dude. while. All right. Um, yeah. So sorry for the, the delay. Uh, the staff. Uh, we took a um, we took a vacation to North Korea together, and uh, we're back. It was fun. Mm-hmm. But uh, Kyle will never be the same. Mm-mm. No, I t- saw too many things. You saw Kim John Unicorn? <laughs> <laughs> Man, what do you think? Dude, we should like we should take over U.S. foreign policy. and uh, Or actually, we can be the voice of Canada in North Korean affairs and just call him Kim John Unicorn in all our press releases. <laughs> that would be amazing. I, just, I think like, we, should, we should just do what Dennis Rodman did and go play basketball with him again. Sign, sign every <laughs> release with Chili's name, Ben Schillibier Hall. <laughs> um, so video games, you guys. This is a video game podcast. It's true. But I feel like we should bring up. Um, I, sh- I feel like we should bring something up uh, that it's it's kind of been on my mind, and I, I think Kyle will agree. It's uh, it's a pressing issue. Um, boneless or bone chicken wings. <laughs> Yes! Oh my god, I was like, where the fuck? Where is he going with this? Finally! Dude, fuck, okay, yeah. This this shit's... This is happening. Team Boneless. Go right here, baby. I don't, I, don't give a, I don't give a damn that those aren't chicken wings. Not Man, are those delicious. Bones. What Not are you team, talking about? Team like, Boneless. Like, <laughs> I mean, like, chicken... Are, Will, Will, like, how, do you ta- how do you take your chicken wings? Yeah, Will. With a bone or boneless? Well, bone? Will, Will, you like getting boned, right? Well, it depends on who's doing it. Like bone chicken wings? Because, um... There was, how did this start? Kim Jong Unicorn is is boning you. Oh, yes or no? I don't want to get nuked. I don't want to get nuked. Oh man, if uh, Derail fans, if we get nuked, um, because of this podcast, <laughs> it's Kim Jong Unicorn. Oh man, yeah. It's, you know, if that, dude, it's been a good one. If that happens, it's, yeah, it's been a pleasure, guys. <laughs> Kim Jong Un was listening to our podcast. I mean. Man, what if this podcast is the only thing that's been keeping him sane? And the fact that it was like there was like a month of no podcast is what made him lose his shit. (laughs) (laughs) That's why he had to bomb Austin, Texas so randomly. Oh, man. Okay. Um, So this started on Twitter, I believe, right? Um, Yeah, dude. This is, um, yeah, it was our our friends over at uh, at Game Informer, uh, Dan Reichert and crew. They, uh, yeah, put out the Twitter call. They're having a. Uh, just, just silly, silly debate about uh, boneless or bone boneless wings versus uh, uh tr- I guess bone in wings is what they call them. But you know, traditional traditional chicken wings. Yeah, let's just call them bone wings. Yeah, bone wings. I like that. So yeah, it was um yeah they had like a Google Docs poll set up and it was great because that was like the the slowest news week of recent memory. So it was like <laughs> the end of the week and everyone's like wondering, oh, okay, what the hell are we supposed to do? It's a Friday and then yeah, this is God it turned into like this four or five hour ordeal. We got like it was great, man. They had like a uh, team boneless like 
uh, trending worldwide on Twitter. They had like they had everyone from like these old creepy uh, WWF superstars chiming on it. Uh, KFC's Colonel yeah. vouched for yeah. Team Boneless against against all odds. Okay, uh, yeah, dude, it was great. No, okay, boneless, boneless wings are the best. Okay, look, I understand. So, so Kyle's for boneless. So, uh, right on this podcast, we've got one vote for boneless. I am Team Bone. I understand that boneless is completely magical, and that is the only <laughs> like that. That's that's pretty much. We've gone too far as a race. Our our species has <laughs> has advanced too much to the point where we can just make. It's we're lazy now. We just look. Eating, let's say, uh, bone chicken wings, I, I, they, they bottleneck me for how fat I can get. Like, I, I, I get slowed down. Boneless, boneless, however, I'll just wake up the next day in the forest with hot sauce all over my face naked, and I'll be like, what just happened? Um, <laughs> last thing I remember, I was eating all those fucking crazy boneless chicken wings. They don't taste the same, I find. I find um, boneless chicken wings taste a little bit fake, a little bit synthetic. They're, yes, they're a miracle. I agree. It's oh, just... But- yeah, you're right though. They, I mean, they taste synthetic because they are synthetic. Like they're not they're not wings. They're just like glorified nuggets. Yeah, but but you know, glorified nuggets. Like, forgetting, forgetting, you know these these kind of fancy categories and classifications. The boneless wings are are crazy tasty, convenient. There's less mess. You just pop them into your mouth. You know, I, I I would argue that you should exercise a little self restraint th- on. You not, probably should have just wings. It doesn't. They don't count as wings at that point, though. If you right. like, I mean, like the whole part of having wings is like the experience of eating the wings and like taking the picking the meat off the bones. It's like comparing. It's like going camping with a camper. That's not real camping. What I mean, like okay, so all right, so what? so like if you go if you go camping, you go ha- you camping is camping in a tent. If you go in a camper, that's just lazy. Same with the boneless wings. Oh, you're, losing, okay. you're getting rid of all of the effort and, and the experience going along with it. I yeah. don't buy your fundamentalism. <laughs> um, the th- <laughs> what about the people that like eating bones? Like there, there are legitimately some people that like crunching all those bones. I'm not one of them, but a lot of people do. <laughs> um, I, 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 I prefer the taste, and also boneless chicken wings. Just there's a layer of guilt, and there's a layer of, of self hatred, and I just. I just want to be finished chicken wings as soon as possible. Um, if they were boneless, I don't know. Uh, when can I stop? How many is too many? 50? <laughs> like 400? When do I stop? I don't know. Um, stop when you're But I, I can't tell. Full. What the hell's wrong with you? <laughs> because, no, because that's not how it works. Come on. Uh, I, stop till I, hate, I stop when I hate myself. Um, at least with anyway. bone wings. I can look down on the plate and see how tall the mountain of bones are. So I was like, okay, I got to stop here. This is usually where I call it quits. But with boneless, like I said, I'm just going to wake up in a forest naked. <laughs> just gone. Else... You have no pile for reference. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I have no reference Guys, pile. Anyone picturing Don now with mascara crying as he sits there with a bucket of boneless chicken? <laughs> I, I wasn't, but thank oh, you. I don't want to touch these anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Who am I? Um, chili, chili. How do you? How are you going to eat wings now that you can't get Mountain Dew in Europe anymore? Oh shit! It's horrendous. Um, Damn I, you! How am I supposed to eat Doritos now? How? <laughs> Tell me how. Uh, okay, we're gonna hold on. We're gonna get into the Mountain Dew thing in a second. Uh, I just, I, I think it's two votes for Team Bone and one vote for Boneless. Uh, chili, what's your vote? Bones or no bones? Boneless. Yes. <laughs> Damn it. I knew he was going to go that way. Why? I hate to say it. I like boneless because of the convenience. 
I have to Wait. travel an hour yes. <laughs> on the train to get a KFC. What? What does that mean? <laughs> I like the shit. He, he everything chicken. I said. It's the convenience. It's the ease of eating them. It's this awesome, awesome yeah. chicken and these delectable nuggets with tons of sauce. But they're not I real think... chicken wings. They're not real they chicken wings. They're they better. don't count as chicken wings. <laughs> they taste okay. better. They're easier to it's eat. It's a commercial ploy to get you to buy their stuff. It worked. Well, the, the chicken wings <laughs> in the bone are still commercial ploy for you to buy their stuff. So. Do, do you guys drink bottled <laughs> water? No. Uh, where is this going? What do you do? I, I believe you do, right? Uh, water? Usually not, but I won't. I will. I mean, if if that's if that's all I got. Because yeah, it's it's, it's more convenient technically to just open your mouth in the shower and start drinking. <laughs> or just, just dump your head in your toilet bowl and just start drinking some water. I guess that's more convenient than going out and buying bottles of water. But you don't want to feel like a fucking asshole while you're drinking water. So you buy bottled water and you you, well, you drink it like a civilized person. Whereas, like I said, I'm not gonna I'm not about to commit suicide thinking about how many bo- how many chicken wings I've eaten like in one sitting and that's what boneless chicken wings would do to me um, Dude, the difference is that the rest of us have like self control when it comes to eating I guess so the difference is that the rest of us don't wake up naked in a forest after all the chicken wings uh, <laughs> oh man I love chicken wings uh, okay so two two for team bone two for team boneless uh, derailed fans you've got to help us settle this debate send an email to podcast at psu.com and you can help us settle what's better uh, boneless chicken wings or bone wings. Speaking of sending us an email to podcast at PSU.com, you can do it just like – wait, did I read this last time? I don't think so. Uh, Gaglaush. I don't think I read this. Uh, thank you for answering my question last podcast, and I'm sorry for the bad wording. Today I would like to ask your opinion on trophies. I know Mr. Oliveira is a trophy whore like myself. Thanks. Uh, recently I decided to Platinum Tomb Raider, an amazing game by the way, only to find that the game has multiplayer trophies. And after reaching level 60 and unlocking a trophy, I waited to see my Platinum pop to no avail. I found out that in order to get my last trophy in the game, I would be required to prestige the multiplayer three times over to unlock the final character in the game. And I threw my controller on the ground and facepalmed myself in frustration. (laughs) My question is, what are your thoughts on multiplayer trophies and what games have you guys played with the easiest and hardest trophies? And are they that important to a gaming experience? There's a lot. There's a lot in that last sentence. uh, And that that last question could go on for a while. But we'll take that one second, one uh, step at a time. Uh, Who here has played Tomb Raider? I know Kyle has. I will. I'll play through the whole thing. Okay. Uh, his Gaglaush's first question was, "What do we think about uh, multiplayer trophies?" Stupid. Uh, yeah, I think it's a horrible. Uh, I mean, I, I just I think it's an unfair kind of uh, slight against people who are like. I mean, trophies are among many other things an incentive to buy a game new and to you know for some of these games that have like season passes and stuff. It's you're supporting these companies, and for multiplayer trophies, I mean, you're just. You know, you're unfairly isolating people who don't have access to the internet or are playing a game maybe while they're on vacation in a in a weird area. You know, not their home base and just all kinds of other reasons that it's well, there's stupid. E- there's even games that do balance it. Well, as the problem is balancing it, I would say because a lot of them do. A lot of on games that have online trophies can do them well, but a lot of them also do like you need to be the number one in the world for a week and you get this trophy. And it's like that's just completely stupid and you well, shouldn't that, expect that of people. That's yeah, like, but yeah, kills on because like too, little like Little Big that. Planet Two has like terrible like online trophies or was it Little Big Planet Two something like that? One of so them was is, like uh, Fight Night Fight Night Round Four, I think has has like reached the top of the leaderboard, yeah. uh, which is just like okay, really? Okay, here's my here's my two cents, and I'm so glad we're talking about video games. It took us so long. 
we almost got back. We almost uh, we will get back to the Mountain Dew thing. You mark my words because I have to understand what the fuck the craze uh, is in, in UK. Just uh, before we get derailed, um, I don't have any problems with multiplayer trophies. Honestly, uh, I find I think it's all the developers. It's the developers' prerogative that they want to have like a challenge in there that you, you should do in multiplayer. I I, I find that like. A lot of multiplayer trophies aren't that good, like well-designed. Uh, for example, just prestiging three times. What's the point of that? Like, what is the – is that saying, hey, you want to get this platinum, uh, so play a shitload? Because I don't agree with that. I don't agree with prestiging three times. I think that's just a stupid trophy. However, I don't – I agree with you guys that I wish they weren't there because my main problem, the one, the one thing I have with multiplayer trophies that I think uh, is the biggest issue above everything, anything else is that in 20 years – um, these servers just won't be there anymore, and there are all already like look, look at what happened. What would have happened with um? Oh no, I guess that wasn't a PS3 game, right? That was a that was a 360 game. There's already a 360 game, a few actually that uh, servers are down, and you can't get all the trophies for for certain games like or sorry achievements like uh, Madden 07 or Madden 08. I think it was Madden 07, uh, but there are online trophies for that, and the servers right. are, have been down for a while, and so it's just you'll you'll never get 100 of the achievements, you know so. Well, here's what I really think is is contradictory about the whole thing is that a lot of these really kind of expansive multiplayer suites that you see in modern games, stuff like Call of Duty, where you're like, your accomplishments in that multiplayer game are earning you stuff that's not trophies. You know, you're earning gear, you're earning new levels and new, you know, whatever equipment and, and what else. Those are rewards in and of themselves. There's no need to tack on like trophies to your thing to your ranks and stuff that you're earning beyond that. And even games that haven't shut down, like you made me think of Demon Souls. Yeah. And I don't know if Demon Souls has online specific trophies, but I know that the game is much easier with online. But what about something like uh like Singularity or Brink or uh or I don't know, Hayes probably didn't have trophies, it's too long ago. But these games, like nobody plays these. Like nobody plays Brink anymore. Nobody plays yeah. uh Singularity. But there are plenty of online trophies there that you're just never gonna be able to get because you won't find the people you need to do them. No bit of a brain will ever play Hayes. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Um and we're just well, I guess. But look like a game like Fat Princess, right? Like like I said, like in ten years, like gonna boot up a PS3, I doubt the servers are gonna be there. Oh no! Yeah. Um, yeah. Why not Chronicles? That's although you can do all of it offline. It's better online and easier to get the trophies online than you can offline. But the servers are going down for that soon, if not already. I think it's soonish. It's it's just a huge disincentive. I mean, we talked like that email brought up Tomb Raider right away. Like, like Will can vouch for me here. I played through all of Tomb Raider in like two days and yep. totally loved it and was pretty excited to like keep going and get all these trophies because I really liked the game and I looked at the list and it's got like thirty percent of those are multiplayer trophies, including like reaching max rank and like winning a certain number of matches in a certain game mode. Like, I'm just never gonna do that. That's not why I bought the game. Uh, you know, he said that right away after he beat it. He's just like not platinuming this and just like. See- uh, Black Ops 2 has a gold trophy for prestiging, and I'm actually okay with that. I'm actually okay with that. Like um, that, that one makes sense, I would say. Yeah, I, I guess. It, I don't know. Okay, whatever. Because like, I mean, pretty much anyone can prestige if you put enough time. Like, I mean, if you just keep playing matches, you don't have to be amazing at those in your area. Like, you don't have to win every like be at first in every match you play to do that. Right. I just wish more games would be more like Uncharted and have the have a couple of multiplayer which would just win a match and then have all the future DLC be multiplayer and those be the trophies that you need to win certain amounts in 
Okay, that way that's they the other thing count. too. If if they just release these games and all the multiplayer trophies, like I'm, I don't pretend to know how the trophy development process goes, but I imagine that that any trophy you release with the base game can be marked as a DLC trophy, even if it's not. Because I've, I've seen, like, I mean, Bioshock 1 on PS3 shipped with those extra challenge rooms, and all those trophies aren't required for the Platinum. Like, just do that. Just add a fucking, like, plus tag to the XMB so that you don't need to, so that oh, these are what? there that's if a good you idea. want them. But yeah, they don't go to the That's a good idea. I, I agree with that. That's actually a good solution. Before we, we could go on this, uh, we could go way too long on this. Uh, let's just answer a second second part of his question uh, really quickly because this is this also can take forever. Uh, easiest and hardest trophies. Let's all pick one for easiest. Uh, shit, easiest platinum I have. Uh, Jesus, I've got one. Yeah, go for it. Trying to. Yeah, yeah, that was a pretty yeah, easy Yeah, trying to is a good one, yeah. I think my easiest, uh, not platinum necessarily, but uh, like Frogger Returns has like five gold oh, trophies yeah. just for beating the game, and that takes yeah, you yeah. all of like 90 minutes. Yeah, yeah, Frogger <laughs> And it was free for plus, too. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. Um, easiest, easiest, jeez, there's, there's, there are a lot of easy platinums, but for, for one that I have, I'll restrict, restrict it to that, an easy platinum that I got... Um, Okay, you know what? I'm just going to endorse this. Get the Guacamelee Platinum. It's not that hard, and that game is amazing. But more on that later. Uh, for hardest <laughs> trophies. Oh, wait, who didn't? Uh, Chili, easy trophy? Platinum? I'm just trying to think. Right? I never really bothered with Platinums, to be honest. I haven't bothered at all yet. I, w- I, I would have said I have Terminator Salvation's Platinum. It's my, it's my least it's my least proud uh, Platinum, but there's a reason I have it. I've explained this on the podcast before. I feel, uh, two, uh, we're two friends of mine. Uh, came over one night where three guys were just drinking. Uh, there are 16 trophies in that game, and you get a trophy for beating every level on hard, so essentially 16 um, or 16 or 12. I don't remember. I think it's 12, actually. Um, we were t- we took a shot. We took a shot of a disgusting, <laughs> disgusting like, lychee-flavored alcohol, and... Um, yeah, we got wasted by the end, and it was it was just an experience, and it was terrible because that game's terrible. But uh, Terminator Terminator Salvation, e- I would have said easy, just not easy because th- the experience itself is terrible, and you'll have nightmares. Uh, hardest trophy, I'll have to give it to. Um, I, I'm gonna say Wipeout HD. Are we doing individual trophies or platinums? Platinums. Or just okay. Platinum. Wipeout Wipeout HD is a pretty damn hard platinum. I don't know yeah. that I know a harder one than that. Hmm. Um, is that it? I don't know. I'd say, well, Kyle did this, but I'm working on it. Hardest one for me right now is, uh, I'm working on it, is Persona 4, just because I got pissed off and missed one book in that game, so I have to play it a third time. Now, hardest yep. or longest? Cause... Uh, well, longest is Skyrim. I don't really play a lot of really difficult Platinums when I do it. I'm trying to think of what I did. I don't know. I don't really have that many Platinums. I've got like seven, so most of them are just kind of grinding for me. I think Persona was like, um, it's none not of it was particularly right. It was it was just incredibly time consuming, like easily the the most time I've put into a platinum. Um, the hardest one that I have might be, uh, well, Duke, Duke Nukem was pretty damn hard. That was just uh, a painful exercise. But um, I don't know, cri- Crisis on the like insane difficulty was was pretty tough. You definitely had to be really patient. Um, yeah. Yeah, no, none of the, none of the other ones really stand out as being terribly difficult. I'm working on Bioshock right now, and it's it's difficult because it's that like the collectible tracking is just terrible in that game. Like you need yeah. to kind of do it all yourself, and there's no systems for that. But the game itself, even on 1999 mode, isn't like unreasonable. Okay. Um, 
Yeah, I I I, I kind of know that trophies have too much of a grip on me. Whenever says someone, whenever someone says platinum, I get happier. <laughs> like it just makes me happier. Like, um, I'm kidding. But are they important to gaming experience? Trophies are they important to a gaming experience? No, they're not. Uh, did they add to it? Yeah. Is it is is it cool that trophies are there? Is it cool that achievements are there? Totally. Uh, do do you need to like them? No, you don't like them. Just fucking forget about them. Uh, they don't make or break a game. Um, it's not like if trophies. Well, it's not like I don't play PS One classics anymore because there aren't any trophies. Um, it's not like I wouldn't play a game if there weren't trophies in them. But it's cool that they're there. It's cool to compare with my friends. It's cool to to track where my friends are at, where I'm at. And then I just bragging rights, I guess. When, when I tell someone I got the platinum in Guacamelee, let's say, they're just that, that, that just means that's an easy way to say, like, you did everything in the game. You saw you saw everything, you know, or, or at least it's it's usually like that. Like Will said, trying to was pretty fucking easy. You don't even have to finish the game to get that platinum. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, are, are they essential to the gaming experience? I don't think so. I, and I doubt you guys would disagree, right? No, I don't. I don't feel they're particularly uh, essential. The yeah. one case I can see myself like really caring is there's some, uh, like some some uh, small digital releases, some stuff on PSN where like I might be like on the fence about buying it or not. It could be like a ten dollar yeah. game, fifteen dollar game, and like in that case, having trophies is definitely or having a platinum is yeah. definitely a plus in its favor. Where something yeah. that only has six or seven, like there's definitely that's dissuades me from buying it if I'm on the fence. Yeah, don't yeah, get me wrong t- though. Sorry, yeah, I totally what? agree. I totally agree with Kyle because that came to my mind when you were talking about this whole thing too. Like, I know I've I haven't bought certain online games just because there wasn't a platinum. Yeah. Because I didn't want to spend ten bucks because then I wanted those extra little like achievements and like to show that I completely played through this game. But yeah, I, I feel that. But don't get me wrong. Like, if full I, games don't bother me, like retail games. If um, if if PS1 classics and PS2 classics, like if, if Sony said PS2 classics now have uh, platinum trophies, I'd probably buy 400% more. Uh, yep. Yep. Oh, yes. Yeah, that, that'd, that'd be a huge incentive. The, by the way, there, there was that uh, Sony patented that technology. We had an article about it a while back uh, where uh, they would be able to add trophies to old games via the cloud, like just via server. Like So the server's kind of tracking your what you're doing in the game and um, they don't actually have to enter any trigger points into the programming of the game like they just got a basically a service tracking what you're doing you, you pass that certain trigger point and it just unlocks for you and that that would be huge for me if that's a ps4 feature where you know ps1 games and ps2 games have platinums on ps4 oh god that's dangerous that's dangerous for don man um don't wake up naked in the woods yeah th- thanks for the email god glouch uh if you want to also reach us, you can send uh, an email to podcast at PSU.com. More emails after. Let's get back on track. So Mountain Dew, what the fuck's up with that, Chili? <laughs> <laughs> um, basically, recently, um, it's now become, I don't know if it's illegal or, or just banned, but you cannot import it from the States into the UK now. Okay, why, is, why, is, why does this matter? <laughs> because I love it. I love you, Mountain Dew. Okay, but you can still get Mountain Dew in, in the UK, right? Only the energy stuff, which is completely different to the American stuff. So, no, we can't. Yeah, didn't you say that the the European stuff like uses cane sugar instead of yeah. corn syrup? But yeah, that, our virgin. Yeah. That's that's not good, but it's better. Um, yeah. But it's still expensive to import from Europe to UK. I don't so. get what the thing... I don't, <laughs> what's the correlation between uh, people that love video games... Like the hardcore crowd, quote unquote, and Mountain Dew. Is it just because Mountain Dew has a super high amount of caffeine in it? I like, don't is know. That it's the only it's correlation. Become, it's pretty much become the nerd drink, hasn't it? Really. What? Yeah. 
you might be able to trace advertising campaigns like the Mountain Dew partnering with Mount or with a Halo. Yeah, yeah, dude, that's what I was thinking of. I still remember like Halo 3's really big like Mountain Dew campaign, all that extra branding. I think like like honestly, it seems simplistic, but the the color scheme of Mountain Dew probably helps to tie it to like the Xbox brand and really. It, I mean, it's definitely this kind of marketing thing where they just see them sort of hand in hand. Yeah. Do you guys uh, remember the Halo 4 stuff where they gave out special canned Halo 4 Mountain Dew with a special edition, um, limited edition Doritos bag? Yep. Yeah. No, that, game, that, that game's Each not PlayStation. One was numbered. That game sucks. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, I'm going to say it right now. I don't give a shit about Mountain Dew. Damn you. I can yeah. never that's drink it again. That's because you can have it. <laughs> no, man. <laughs> I don't, that's because you can have it. That was amazing. Um, I don't care if I never drink Mountain Dew ever again. Ever again. I'd rather water over Mountain Dew any day. Um, yeah. You know, if I can have something in infinite supply, though, I'll say this. Uh, I love Gatorade. I don't know. Hmm. I don't know. I used to be big into Gatorade a few years ago, but now I'm just into sweet, sweet tea. Yeah, tea is awesome. Me too, man. I'm, I'm I totally agree. with you. Tea there. is a lot better than Mountain Dew. You, you can't compare tea to anything else. It is just awesome. Yeah. So video games. Um, <laughs> where do where do we go now? We we, we want to get into this week's releases. We usually do that. Yeah, dude. What came out this week? Well, uh, I will tell you in a second. Um, <laughs> Let me see. Malicious was a free game on PS Plus. Yeah. Yeah. But in terms of new games, uh, we for in, at retail we've got um, Injustice: Gods Among Us. It's mm-hmm. a it's it's a DC fighting game made by the Mortal Kombat guys. That's um, good. It's out on PSN and PS3. Uh, that's the only retail release. Does it look good? I mean, has anybody tried it? I don't know. I should note that it might not actually be on PSN yet. The the North American store update has oh, been yeah. serious, yeah. serious troubles this week. Yeah, what's um, so derailed? Let's do derail the, the new releases. What's going on? Um I wanted to download Malicious yesterday, and then it was like one in the morning. I'm like, what's going on? Um Yeah, dude, I don't they've had like some weird uh there's some weird maintenance going on yesterday, and I think it was maintenance in, in, on their back end like it wasn't preventing people from getting on the store as far as i know like you can still get on there and there's just no update but yeah they've like it's wednesday afternoon and that means the playstation store update here is at 24 hours late which is i mean it's been late before but never this late there was really long scheduled maintenance on monday which might have screwed something over yeah I don't but know. then again it goes deeper because like the playstation blog hasn't posted anything today like something's going on uh, Sony took a long time to even uh, talk about the the delay. Like n- something's happening. Like I, did every, like I, I if if Resident Evil was a thing, I think the virus just broke out at Sony. Because <laughs> <laughs> I haven't seen this in a long time. Like when's the last time it was this delayed? If ever, you know, like that that when it, the it, hacking it, happened. Right. Yeah. Oh God. Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. <laughs> but the other brand that must not be mentioned also had issues this weekend as well, didn't it? So it's been few problems recently. Come on, guys, don't be like that. We're not going to hate on Xbox. <laughs> if you want to hate on the Wii U, there, uh, I- I'm-, I'm with you. Um, okay, back to new releases. We had uh, Injustice, right? Yeah, Injustice. What else came out? Oh, uh, digitally, there was that game. I know nothing about it, but I hear people talking about it. Dragon Fantasy Book 1. It's for PS3 and... Sorry, yeah, PS3 and PS Vita. It's cross-buy. Uh, what is this game? Does anybody know? No. no. Uh, great. It looks like That's a, a RPG. Yeah, yeah. I feel like... 
I don't know. Did that come out on mobile phones? Mm, no idea. Uh, looks like a traditional RPG, uh, kind of eight bit aesthetic, um, crossplay. I guess it's episodic since it's called Book One. Yeah, Book Two is in the works for. Uh, that was the actually it's weird they announced Book Two probably. I remember reporting on this. Uh, boy, it was late last summer actually, and uh, they said it was coming to PS3 and Vita, and then later they came back and said they were also going to port the the first episode, Book One, and that looks like it's made its way to the store first. Okay. All right. Uh, we've also got on PSN. We've got Sniper Ghost Warrior Two. Was Tim reviewing that? Or no? I don't know. Uh, we've got Mad yeah, Dog. Yeah. yeah, he was. We've got Mad Dog Two: The Lost Gold, uh, Sacred Citadel, um, and for demos we got Mad Dog Two: The Lost Gold, Sacred Citadel, and Soul Sacrifice. That's the big demo this week. Uh, good news. You, this would actually make me play more demos. If more games did this, I'd play more demos. I play currently, I play zero demos ever. But uh, they announced that uh, all progress you make in Soul Sacrifice will transfer over to the full game. In the demo, sorry. So if you play the demo for like five hours, you're going to get five hours of progress. Granted, you'll probably only be uh, restricted to like the beginning of the game. But still, it's a nice touch. I like it. Yeah. That's pretty good. Yeah, I I, th- I feel that's a better incentive than something like Dead Space Three, where if you complete a demo, then you get a you get an item in the the main game. Because that I don't care about. Because like I'm just replaying the same area at that point. At least in Soul Sacrifice, which is an RPG that you'll probably end up grinding, uh, it'll just contribute to um, what I would have already done in the game. So I think that's pretty cool. Uh, pretty cool. Pretty cool. Mm-hmm. So that's it. Nothing else. Not much shit coming out this week. But uh, hey, we've we got all our big releases already. Bioshock came out. Tomb Raider. There was God of War for us. Yeah, God of War came mm-hmm. a while back. But uh, I need to play Tomb Raider. And I, need I to got play it because it was so cheap uh, during Easter in Europe. It was only, ni- it was only 19 quid on the store. 19 quid. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you guys want to do some news? Yeah, dude, let's hit this. Well, if we're going to talk about... I mean, like, I'm only going to be able to be here for the next... like. 25 minutes so if Mm. you want to talk about defiance that would really be nice okay so we're gonna we're gonna do we're gonna save news for uh a little bit later will and chili uh both have been playing defiance i'm right right you both get defiance now have you both watched the tv show yeah i have okay so kyle has yeah i i watched the uh i haven't played the game but i watched the pilot episode uh monday night this week all right let's start with the game will how's defiance it's basically an MMO version of Borderlands without humor. That's... All right. So news. Uh, there's a PSP. <laughs> no, I'm um, yeah, Borderlands. That's cool. That's uh... like my simplest summation of the game. I mean, it's got a lot of cool stuff to it. It's, I mean, it's fun to be just like kind of run wandering around, and there's certain areas where you'll just like be like 50 people all congregate, and you just start fighting these giant enemies, and that's pretty sweet. And then you just kind of go on your own way and. Just do story. There's a lot of side mission stuff to do, and story. Uh, there's the story missions actually last quite a while, and then yeah. there's like the two characters in the main in the show, the two main characters. There's a uh, side missions that you can do with them. So they're like in like the game takes place in San Francisco area in the future, and then the show takes place in St. Louis in the future. So, like, they're in San Francisco, and you kind of, like, help them with a couple missions. And then Chile just clarified for me earlier that every time the episode airs, there's going to be a new mission with the main characters from the show that you can work with. And they also add pursuit, pursuits based on the show as well that 
I've I've added every episode. There's been there's two more episode pursuits added since the launch. But what are uh, what are pursuits exactly? How I mean how does how does the, I mean you you mentioned well that defiance is like a uh, uh, kind of like a Borderlands take on an MMO, but it's third person, correct? It's third person. Yes. So 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 in in what kind of ways like what are some of its you know missions or objectives compared to like normal MMOs like these pursuits like how like, what kind of thing is that? Well, actual mission wise, you've pretty much got the same two missions the entire game: hack something and kill people. Yeah, pretty much. That's pretty much it. To be honest, okay. that's the only issue I have with the game is the lack of variety. Mm-hmm. But there Do are you, some. Um... And then no, like how you get missions, they're only like these little holographic markers that appear. Like you just walk over, like you have like an kind of like an AI type of person that's with you. That's called your ego. That's an I don't even remember what that abbreviation's for, but it's like a thing implanted in your head. And then this like kind of cyber chick like talks to you randomly, and then yeah. she'll like help you. She'll she'll be the one that triggers the missions. So you like talk to her, and then like so there's no interactive, there's no interactivity between like people and settlements or anything like in like. World of Warcraft is what I always think of because I remember I used to I used to mooch off of your account, Kyle. <laughs> so I mean, like that was always something that was a charm in MMOs for me, and a lot of different ones where you just like go to these settlements, you talk to these people, and then they'd like give a little spiel. Now it's that's completely replaced with just these little holographic markers that litter the map everywhere. So yeah, they're everywhere. You'll see yeah. them in your nightmares and your dreams. So does that kind of does that kind of break down that kind of? So what I, what I, what I really like to see in MMOs is like a really kind of. Uh, in-depth look at some of the lore and some of these interesting characters and settings. I mean, if you're just yeah. getting your missions from a like a hologram all the time, do you kind of lose that that sense of immersion without these NPCs to talk I, to? I would say definitely. Like, yeah, I would agree with there that. Aren't, there aren't even like I mean, like even in the show, there's a giant like they have Defiance, the city itself. So they have this big settlement that actually seems kind of interesting. Who the fuck would name a city Defiance? It's big. <laughs> hey, watch the show. No, out. It's, it's, okay. it's it's okay. Watch the show. There was a okay. There was a big war that happened. No, when like aliens no. came, called no. the defiance. It was no. the war of the defiance. Defiance was named after. That's what the town was named after. Oh. So there you go. But I anyway, terrible. So what what's kind of sucky is that there aren't any like big cities or anything like that to explore. Where, like, you know what people, else is sucky? The city's called defiance. Only in the show, not in the game. Which there isn't even... Like, that's something that I thought was kind of dumb, was that, like, the game is called Defiance. Game came out before the show. There's no correlation, really, between Defiance, like, the city or anything in the game. And then they mentioned that in the show, and I was like, oh, okay. Well, I'm not going to say spoilers, but there is a bit of a connection. Is there? There is a bit. The only connection I've seen so far is just because of the war when they mentioned that. That's a really, really tiny connection. That literally is just the title of the mission. That's okay. pretty much it. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. So, uh, I mean, like, I'm so upset right now. So, Will, I mean, I mean, you, you know, we're uh, we're in this kind of territory where the game's been out for a few weeks. Obviously, it's an MMO, so we're taking a lot of time to really, really kind of dig into it. We're just now starting to see the first uh, couple reviews appear online. I mean, where do you where do you kind of stand on the game on I mean, like its on its quality? You know, but what? I think it's fair to give us some indication of what score you're leaning towards. Um, well, I haven't looked at any other reviews just because I don't want to get influenced by other people's opinions. Right. Sure. So, sure. Um, right now, I've just for me, it's basically like one of the issues I have with it, which it's understandable. Like besides, like I mean, so like there isn't 
a lot of like lore building in that, which that's kind of a negative for me because I mean that's something I really like about MMOs. Another thing is that um, just visually, it's basically the equivalent of the first Mass Effect. Like that, I mean, it's just it's below the standard of what's set today, but that's also can be understandable because of like how the because it's an MMO on console. So I mean, it's kind of uncharted territory with what they're doing to begin with like connecting it with the show and everything but i don't know overall it's i'd say like yeah chili go ahead there is quite an insane number of players at one time as well yeah like i mean that's like my maybe it's just my internet connection but i mean i have solid internet so i don't know but there have been a lot of times where like this it'll just start kind of like glitching out where it can't handle it so i mean they i don't even think they could really push the visuals a lot more so it makes sense for that but my question, uh, uh, my question to you, Will, is: Would you be playing this if you weren't playing it for a review? I mean, I know Chili is, mm-hmm. um, but is this something you'd be interested in if you didn't have to review it? Uh, quite frankly, like when I saw, like first of all, like knowing that it was a like game that was basically based off of a show that's coming out, like I pretty much try to stay away from all those kind of things to begin with, just because I don't trust spinoff games of like okay. shows or movies. So, like, I probably wouldn't have then, but now that I've actually played it, um, I mean, it's still, there's other games that I would rather spend my time on at the moment. Like, I haven't played Bioshock Infinite, which is something I would definitely want to play. I still am working on a Platinum, like I said, for Persona 4. There's some other stuff. Like, I'd rather, there's other games I'd rather be playing than this. So, I mean, like, it's it's a solid game and a solid MMO, and it's something that's new to the system, I would say, in general. But, uh, yeah, I probably wouldn't be playing it if I wasn't doing the review, like, as much as I am. So I heard uh, PS3, uh, it was a little bit shaky when it launched on PS3, but yeah. it was even more shaky on Xbox. So PS3, the version to get? Yes. Defiance, yeah? yeah. It's even better than the PC version in places as well. Really? Yeah, the, P- the recent Xbox and PC patch actually broke the game. Huh. Oh, jeez. Um, yeah, yeah they had... That is something that's really nice. On uh, the in the console game, there are like windows available for you to just like submit direct feedback about like just a regular comment about the game, or like if you notice a bug or anything. Okay. So like you have that, you just push like, I think it's like right or left. It's like like left on the D pad or something like that, or I don't know. You just it's like it's really accessible and they're really open to like communication. Oh, another thing I just remember though, while they're really good at feedback about the game itself they're horrible at telling you the controls and like how things actually work in the game. That was one of my biggest issues is that they don't explain anything to you. Bad tutorial. There isn't tutorial like really. You see, I'm okay with that. I'm actually okay with the no tutorial thing. Sometimes I feel like some tutorials just treat me like I'm a fucking idiot. Um, but in an MMO, there needs to be some way to have a player, um, familiarize with its systems and, and you're just, are you saying that defiance just doesn't do a good job at that or it doesn't do any job at even trying to familiarize you it, the it little be... that it does does a very bad job okay. at it, in my opinion like i mean there's a lot of things that just aren't explained in the lore itself like there's like four different types of like i'll, I'll say like quote unquote unquote currency like there's script which is like the main money in the game and then there's uh arc fall which is like that's uh resources that you find from like doing these other missions and then there's another thing called bits which i still have not come across which maybe i'm bits just completely missing that is um paid only it's paid real only. money okay oh, it's real money okay so there's bits 
And then there was another... Oh, there's key codes, which the key code thing... I told Kyle about this before, too, and it just wasn't... They didn't explain it at all to me when I was doing this, because, like, you can sync your... You can connect your console game to the website online if you want to, and then there's a thing in there where you can enter in key codes to unlock certain things on the website. So I thought the key codes in the game were related to that, where you buy enough of them, then you'll get an actual fragment of a key code, which that wasn't explained to me. So maybe I'm just a complete idiot, but then I was like, bought all these key codes, didn't know what to do with them, found out that you use the key codes to unlock these lockboxes in the game that give you random rare weapons, which those, I've never even kept one of those. I always get rid of those right away because they're never good. So uh, how many hours have you put in? Uh, hours, I played it at least, I'd say I probably put in about... 24 hours okay because like I, I, I just had i played it uh friday night saturday all day sunday all day and then that was all i've had time for so far i understand I that uh chili chili played a lot more right like chili yeah uh, i've well. got no idea how many hours i'm at now okay but um there's no counter for the game uh, what i've seen uh okay uh chili how okay well, well i guess a better question would have been what level are you at uh in compared to comparison to chili i am now 747 Se- yeah seven like you what yeah there's like there's a trophy for there's a silver trophy for hitting 2500 jesus yeah but the leveling so- is just ran it's that one's that's ran it's a well yeah. i won't say random but it's a new type of system they're trying compared to anything i've seen so like you'll jump like cl- Chili said that he did a mission that jumped in 50 levels in one go. <laughs> so it's like, I mean, like right now I'm at, I haven't, I haven't found any of the, those missions, but right now I'm at like 260 something. Well, what's the point I've then? Just, what's the point of having these super inflated numbers? The, no the, the levels actually really don't have that much use. They're literally just to say, oh, I have this level. Because yeah. unless you get experience points to level up, you then get ego points, which you can use to upgrade your abilities. But your stats stay the same no matter what level you are. Okay. Okay. Yeah. It's just so that people can say, "Oh, look, I'm level two thousand five hundred and fifty, and I've got a Dodge Challenger." Yeah. So I mean, like that's something I would have preferred. They would have gone back to, or would have used like a regular leveling system too, yeah. just to like, because I mean, like that's something that I like in most games is that like when you increase in a level, it actually matters. Where in this, it doesn't. Uh, well, it's supposed to be balanced so that, that you can have your friends start later on, say. Your friend starts in two months' time, and he can still join you in a group, and yeah. the XP won't be any issue because the levels, the enemies are based on your level, right? But they're also based on his level. But a lot of it, like I mean, like I did like a couple of the multiplayer matches that I've done. Well, there are multiplayer matches. I'll preface with that first. The couple yeah. that I've done, it like I, I've like I think a lot of it just has to do with the good, like the quality of weapons you have, because you use the weapons that you've earned in the game, like yeah. and like the equipment that you have. So like I went in there and I just got completely destroyed because these people had way better stuff than me. Even though like the one of the weapons I had was like a purple code, which is like second rarest. Yeah, second rarest. So, Orange is the rarest. Yeah. So like that, and I just I got just completely rocked. Which maybe that just could have been that I hadn't played enough of it to get in decent enough grasp of it but i mean like i was locking on to people and got a couple of kills but it was just it was this crazy is the only, one of the only things that annoy me because i would like to say right now well will this weekend you can join my clan and we can level up together do you want but to pimp your, you, you why not because <laughs> it's region specific oh shitty all right well do you want to pimp your uh your clan name your clan i guess uh, clan uk because great 
<laughs> you are you are the official clan of the United Kingdom. Aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> um, we should have a, we should get a PSU clan running for that. We definitely should. Yeah, I mean that's I would. I didn't realize it was region specific because I mean like I would have looked for you, Chile, or I would look for like Steven and tried to like join up, but you know I know the copy, but there's something to be said for uh, MMOs on console where. Defiance had a decent amount of hype. I wouldn't say it was anything anything too crazy. Obviously, it's a new IP, but people just keep talking about Defiance. And from what I've heard, some people uh, say, you know, some people are really upset with the launch issues. Some people say the game itself isn't that good. Some people really like it. Some people like Chili uh, say the game is really good and stuff like that. But um, there's just something to be said. There's this craving. There, there's this this gap that can be filled. This hole. Uh, mm-hmm. For an MMO on a console, but a really good one. And are, do you guys think? Let me ask you. I pose this question. Do you think we're at a time right now? Is our consoles? Do they finally work on? I'm sorry. Our MMOs. Do they finally work on consoles? Have we passed that point where you know MMOs cannot be on consoles? And if we have, if you think that they have, then are there any good examples of MMOs that have worked on console? Because I mean, like, so far, I don't think there's anything to stand out. You know, I know DC uh, Universe Online was all right. Yeah. I can I can name one big franchise. I can name one big on RPG that was on the previous console. Uh, let me guess. Final Fantasy Eleven. Yep. All right. Well, I think I think the more important consideration is not whether these games are any good. Like, I mean, DC Universe is like divisive in in its quality. Same with Defiance. I mean, people love it, people hate it, whatever. Yeah. But it's more a question of whether the genre works on consoles. And yeah. I think DC Universe proved that it can work. I mean, yeah. I imagine that that game's like easier or you know faster to play on a pc with mouse and keyboard but it certainly works on console and a lot of its players are on ps3 so at the very least i think we've seen that the genre can work it's just we don't have that like really standout company like your blizzard or your valve or your whoever who's like sitting down to make this really awesome console mmo i mean something could be in the works (laughs) uh do we well, Blizzard joined us, don't you remember? Yeah, well, yeah but, but I mean, Diablo is not really. Yeah. Well, I mean, I mean, they have. They're going to be working with them in the future too. I'm saying something. Final fourteen. <laughs> uh, well, okay, so yeah, but I don't really consider Square Enix to be a reputable company anymore. <laughs> I left them no. out. Yeah. Well, I mean, like, I think it would have been awesome. Like, I mean, like, since I compared Defiance to like a Borderlands type game, I mean, like, if Borderlands had been like pushed to the point of being an MMO, I think that would have been like hugely successful across the board like giving like allow if it maybe if it was even just like an option for it to be an mmo like i obviously i don't understand like the programming that it takes to do something like that but that i mean that kind of game would just have been amazing for me like i would have been i'd keep playing that game if it was an mmo oh i would as well i would love to see borderlands as an mmo yeah i don't know what happened to me i i loved borderlands one so much that I don't know what happened. Borderlands 2, I, I can see that it's this, the, clearly the superior game. Everything yeah. works better in Borderlands 2. The game is just a lot funner than Borderlands 1, even though I love Borderlands 1. But as soon as I finished Borderlands 2, I just never went back. I think it's because yeah. I didn't have a partner to do it with. Uh, once I exactly. finished it, my buddy was just like, screw it, I'm not going to play this anymore. Uh, but then, since I didn't have a partner to do it with in Borderlands 2 anymore, I think I, that's why I just uh, that's why I just kind of gave up on it. I, I don't want to. I mean, I would go back. Um, you got me done. Yeah, I mean, every time I ask you to play something, you're always like, fuck it, fuck you, Don. Uh, oh, like Far Cry. I still um, don't know where my Far Cry copy's gone. I can't find it anywhere. That's that's really <laughs> weird. Uh, maybe your Xbox ate it. Just, <laughs> Bad okay. Xbox. 
Do we still need to talk about the finance? Do we switch over to the TV show? How's the, how's the show? I don't. Well, first, uh, personally, I didn't think it was that bad. But Kyle, people, Kyle had stuff to say about the show. Yeah. Yeah. I, well, I mean, you know, maybe I wasn't quite in the mood for this huge two-hour premiere when I sat down for it, but it definitely, um, it it definitely yanked you into this like semi-compelling sci-fi universe without giving me like any of the any of the context I really needed. Like like you had this brief kind of two or three minute introduction at the beginning that kind of set up this this war that happened between humans and uh, Voltons or something like that. And thirty three yeah. Voltons, yeah, thirty three years later, the Earth is terraformed and. And now that we have like humans and like five different alien races all living in in like unity on on this like drastically different Earth, and my whole deal with it is that it didn't bring me into that universe. They could have spent more time, maybe even ten minutes, just setting up this 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 universe and why I should care, like why these people are getting along, who these alien races are. To me, that was the hardest part of the pilot was keeping up with all these different these new exotic looking faces and bodies. Um, these kind of relationships, you know, what, what are their attitudes towards each other after this war they supposedly have, and what the hell is terraforming? Because as far as I can tell, it just means that the planet has been has been landscaped with some crazy exotic Star Trek plants and coral and, and weird mountains and all this stuff. So, so yeah, uh, it was this oh, deep terraform yeah. is is to change a planet from an in uh, yeah uh, unlivable planet to a livable one. That's pretty much all it means. Well, wasn't it livable though? I mean, this is Earth we're talking about, so to terraform well, it, 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 I mean, like I the know. Chimera, the Chimera in Resistance, the Chimera tried to tele- terraform the planet yeah. by by just uh, having these huge reactors that would actually change the weather, so everything got way colder and everything kind of turned into winter. But uh, so does that mean that there there was a war between these aliens and, and humans, or is is there peace now? Yeah, yeah. there's um there's there's kind of a, a tenuous piece because from my understanding is that um certain small factions on each side kind of decided to stop fighting during the war and like their small act of <clears throat> defiance kind of catapulted the war to come to its conclusion like it they kind of just threw down their weapons and started helping innocent people together and it was this moment of understanding that kind of brought the conflict to a close and then uh, i guess 15 or 20 years later or something they're just they're they're living in peace now but the but the earth still seems pretty post-apocalyptic because defiance the city seems to only have maybe a thousand people living in it and beyond that is like a lot of kind of dangerous forests and wastelands and kind of this you know the stuff you see in like uh, book of eli or the road like they're these you know survival regions um yeah which makes me wonder where all the people are and okay. it didn't explain that it didn't explain necessarily but, who these alien races are and their history and so i was left feeling pretty confused and but why don't the aliens go home why why are they here uh, I couldn't tell you that either. <laughs> I mean, that's part of the problem, right? I mean, I couldn't tell you why some of these aliens have decided to stay and live in defiance. I'm not sure what they're because really... they can get Mountain Dew here. <laughs> <laughs> it's just I, I don't I don't. They found out we have a recipe for boneless chicken wings, and, and they're like, "What?" Holy they all woke up naked. They all woke up naked in the woods, and they couldn't figure out how to get back. <laughs> to me, it's just I don't know what these people are afraid of anymore. If the war is has has stopped, I mean, clearly the Earth is still a dangerous place. There's lots of these monsters out, but I one I find it hard to believe that all this happened in 33 years. That the Earth is just this dramatically different place and is hostile now. Um, I don't know where humanity is. Like it seems 
you know, if if ninety percent of humanity died during this war and terraforming, they certainly don't tell you that in the show. Like, there's just a lot of unanswered questions. Chickens. Yeah, right. It's that. It's, it's that right. combined with uh, it's kind of those sort of low budget sci fi uh, production values. Okay. Um, Defiance is it still? Do we? Okay. So I mean, I don't know. I would like to give it a shot just because I don't want to talk out of my ass and say that I, I'm not interested in it. From from an outsider's perspective, I look and I hear about the stuff and I'm just like, eee, I don't know. But maybe I'd love it. Maybe it'd be my gem. Maybe Chili would. Uh, actually, you know what? I was gonna say I could play with Chili, but I can't. Why are there? Why? Why is? Why is there shard issues like that? Like why? Why does that still? Why is that still a thing? I know it's it's kind of an. I know it's to help with the lag issues. Okay. With the amount of people that launch, but it is still stupid. Yeah, mm-hmm. I agree. Yeah, I've gotten kicked several times, like at least four or five times in the couple days that I played it. So yeah, it's like, was, it just seems to... like they weren't prepared for launching it. Like they just launched it so they could have it out before the show. But it's an MMO, so they had to have expected some setbacks. It's just an yeah, MMO. Every MMO has this stuff happen. But well, I mean, and like they've... Blizzard's had problems with that too, and they launch a new game and then they. Well, yeah. get is on servers and they're like the experts in the oh, industry yeah, exactly. so it's like you can't a lot of some things you just can't anticipate but i mean still even though that they did all these precautions it still doesn't seem like they were ready to have it out but but at least they've apologized yeah and they've actually rewarded people as a as an apology as well because everyone who bought the launch version got seven days free xp and a bonus title free xp yeah you get an xp boost for seven days oh, so and an XP. Script. okay yeah. Money boost, skill boost, um, XP boost, and loot right. boost for All seven right. days as an apology. Are we done with Defiance? Anything else? No, not really. So Defiance, yay or nay? I don't know. I think the show has potential. Like, I mean, it's just it's another sci-fi show, and I think it has potential to become as good as like Eureka or Warehouse 13, which are like two popular ones on the show or in the station, but. The defiance as a game overall, I say like, if you have the money and you have the time, it's definitely worth a shot or like even a rent. But I don't know. Yeah, I'd say like it'd be worth renting, but I don't know if I would buy it. All right. Yeah, I want to say yay, but it's quite repetitive. Yeah. Okay. Well, look forward to uh, Will's review going live uh, within the next few days, maybe weeks. It's an MMO. It takes long to review, so uh, mm-hmm. keep that in mind. So, but look forward to it and. Uh, Check it out. Maybe we'll talk about it in the next episode, too. Um, okay, so I guess we get back to news, or... All right. Yeah, well, I'm going to yeah, have man. to sign out, because i got a meeting I have to get to, so... All right, Will. All right, dude. All right. Well, uh, thanks for joining, man, and I guess I uh, hope to see you again. You'll, you'll be on the, the podcast again, I hope, right? Yeah, well, I plan on it if you'll have me, so... Yeah, yeah definitely. You, you were good, Sweet. man. You All popped right. your uh, derailed cherry. Actually, no, you were on the live episode, but that one was... That's a live one. I wasn't <laughs> on a true episode until now. Yeah, exactly. That one is so. a little a little weird. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking buffering! <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> All, right, All right, buddy. Well, uh, take it easy. Yeah, see you guys later. Later. See you later. And guess what, guys? Super special surprise. In his place, I've got Rob Zwetsloot. Way. Yay, Rob's Yay. wetsuit. So uh, Rob's going to join on now. And when he does, let's all greet him with chlamydia. <laughs> Hello. I don't have any of that to go. <gasps> Whoa. Wow. Oh. 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 Holy crap, uh, it's Rob's wetsuit. Good to talk hello. to you, man. 
Hello, Kyle and Chili and Don. How are you guys? Rob, I'm, I'm excellent. Rob, this is a uh, yeah. no, yeah. You, you and Don got to catch up, but this is a surreal moment yeah. for me. Now I have a, I have a voice to match with your uh, your Twitter personality and photo. Yeah, it's uh, the sexiest, dulciest English voice you've heard, isn't it, Kyle? Friend Actually, it's it's not no. bad. For anybody yeah, that doesn't know or doesn't remember uh, or just haven't listened to uh, earlier episodes of the podcast, Rob used to be on the pod on podcast derailed back when he used to work for PSU. Uh, he yep. since has gotten a job for Linux Magazine, which is a uh, magazine that only distributes in the UK, right? No, it is uh, distributed in the US as well. Linux user and developer. Look for it at Fry's Electronics, apparently. In Boom. States. Uh, but yeah. yeah, so left PSU, now talks about Linux and stuff. And yep. uh, great. Oh, the Welcome irony. Back. Yeah, <laughs> yes, the irony of that. Uh, especially because um, Sony also blocked the um, PSN store on the web from Linux computers for like three or four months after it first came out for whatever reason. But uh, that stopped now. Well, there you go. All right. Yep. Go Sony. So we were just about to get into news, Rob. You want to join us? Sure, why not? The, I would have you... been really puzzled if you said no there. Okay, Don, fuck <laughs> off. I don't want to do any fucking news. Who cares oh, about news, Don? Fuck. So two new Vita updates in the past week. Don, uh, Don, we said we're not doing news. I said I don't want to do news. Let's just skip news. Back to Defiance then. Okay. Oh, Defiance. Okay, <laughs> news then, news then. Okay. okay, great. I'm so happy. Yay, Defiance. Uh, no, no, chilly. No. Um, two, two updates. Two updates for Vita. Uh, first, there was update 2.10. Uh, update 2.10 added a few things, uh, including the ability to organize a home screen by creating folders for games and applications. And for the sake of convenience, the entire list of improvements are as follows. Uh, usability of many features has been improved. You can create folders now uh, with up to 10 icons in them, and you can only have 100 folders on the home screen. Why? I don't know. Uh, you can verify which PS Vita card you're using by looking at the home screen info bar. <clears throat> you can also save the layout of your home screen icons in the memory. Wait, wait, wait. How, how can you verify it using the home bar? Can you name your card then or something? No, but uh, so right now I got Mortal Kombat in my Vita, and at the top you just uh, you just always see a little uh, picture uh, of the cartridge, okay. which has a little Mortal Kombat logo on it. Um, but that's like a new. I guess that that information, like that tiny little JPEG or whatever it is, was was always like that information was always in the carts, like since launch. Yeah. They just they they're, they're now mining it in, in a new way I guess but it, yeah I, I don't I don't know because it's not like that little Mortal Kombat dragon uh, art is anywhere else I haven't seen that anywhere else it actually, well um, would it not have like I know I don't have a Vita but I assume you have to launch the cartridge game somehow would there have been an icon on the home screen to launch it and it would be in yeah. that or something but it's not the same icon that's why oh uh, oh it's weird so yeah exactly um okay so there was that um <clears throat> and added video support which allows you to play videos within the browser uh you need a memory card though uh some videos are not supported i guess that means formats uh new email enhancements yeah. allow you to, to view html messages add multiple email addresses to your contacts and easily search your messages using the new search feature playstation plus mem members will also be able to automatically update playstation mobile format software and upload game save data onto online storage using a 3g connection uh you can mute automatic automatically now which is an option that'll mute your ps vita speakers when your headset is unplugged and pause your music when you're using the music app um so that was update 2.10 came out on the 10th of april uh but then there was an uh an, another update 2.11 came out a few days ago and that was one of those updates that just does nothing and it just says it improves system stability yada 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 that's weird. That that two point ten update sounds like a mobile phone OS update. Oh yes, you can add things yeah, to right. folders now, and you right. can organize your emails better, and you can search them. Ooh, yes. Video games in twenty thirteen. I know. Um, yeah. All right, moving on. 
Uh, oh, thank God we got robbed for this, actually, because oh. a new Batman Arkham Origins uh, has been announced. Yes. New details have surfaced on that game being made by uh, Warner, Warner Mon- Brothers Montreal, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Warner yeah. Montreal. Game Informer had that scoop. Um, Game Informer also confirmed that the Caped Crusader will be facing off against the villain Black Mask in the game. Black Mask, yes. um, this Gotham City mob boss is one of the most feared of his kind and harbors an intense hatred for bats. Is this Is this true? Um, as far as I'm aware, yes. Well, all, all, the, all, all the Gotham Mafia hate Batman, so, yeah, I mean... Yeah, that's, yeah well, yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, Origins takes place on Christmas Eve, where the Black Mask has called for a citywide manhunt of Batman. And here he must face off against eight assassins, as well as battle supervillains, including Deathstroke and the Penguin. I didn't know Deathstroke was a supervillain. I thought he was just... Um... He would have been one of the assassins that would be sent after him, is yeah. what I'm thinking. Okay. Yeah. Oh, so just like a mercenary for hire, right? Like. Yeah, that, that's what he is, yeah. Okay. Yeah, pretty much. Okay, so the game, the game's world will be roughly twice the size of Arkham City's already sprawling environment, uh, with the northern area being largely similar to its previous game counterpart. However, the southern district houses New Gotham, home to the upper class and towering skyscrapers. Um, Batman's tra- trademark gadgets will also make a return. New to the table this time around is the remote claw, letting gamers shoot two targets and bring them together. In addition, the, the device can be used to set traps for your opponents. Uh, Detective Antics will return too, with the Dark Knight taking part in uh, various side missions requiring players to observe surveillance footage to collect intelligence from multiple angels. Angles, sorry, blah blah blah. Um, angels. Yes, Batman speaks <laughs> to angels. Uh, yeah, so it's, it's going to be a video game basically, and yeah. it's a prequel. Uh, going by, so eight DC assassins we're thinking of here. So basically, there's probably going to be someone from the League of Assassins, you know, the Raj Rachel Ghouls thing. Um, trying to think what other assassins are in the DC universe. Deadshot, I guess, but he was mur- murderized in City, although that is a sequel. Um, uh, I, just, I yeah. just don't get the name still. If it's about Christmas and not his actual origin, I call it Batman Origin. It's called it's Arkham City Origin. Ah, uh, uh, fair enough. <laughs> Still, it, it seems Arkham a bit weird. It's just it's just yeah. Arkham Origin, I think, right? Yeah. yeah. Oh, Arkham yeah. Origin. So yes, correct. Yeah. Um. Although, yeah, maybe it's the origin of Arkham, or just like, hey, it's yeah, the I origin guess. of this particular thing. I don't think so. It's probably just that. That's a brand now. Arkham is. Yeah. A brand. <laughs> and I, I just I don't think... like the fact it's not being done by Rocksteady. I know it's mm-hmm. using the same tools as that's the Rocksteady stuff. That's not always enough, though, because no, yeah. it's. <laughs> Yeah, I agree with that. Uh, I it's have... not the tools that makes the game; it's the fans. You know, they've got to be, they've got to actually like Batman to be able to do it properly, in my opinion. <laughs> no, because then that 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 rule is broken with Diablo three. Um, <laughs> so the fans were there, the game wasn't there. Um, okay, I, I agree that uh, it sucks that Rocksteady isn't making it. I don't think that we have any. I don't think that we we don't have we have a reason to not trust Warner Montreal. I think this is their first. Uh, first big project. I think yes. that I heard that Rocksteady had uh, close involvement, though. So they're still like uh, they probably sent yeah. team members. Yeah, as I said, the engine and stuff like that is being transferred over. Okay. So, um, yeah, I don't know. It's 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 another Batman game. It's it's gonna fill a void definitely because uh, I mean there there haven't hasn't been a bad Batman game yet on this generation. I mean, I guess. We're not the Arkham games. I'm talking the about. Arkham games. Yeah, <laughs> not talking about Lego stuff. But uh, either way, I'm looking forward to it. I guess. Yeah. I, I think Day all one, those. Um, edition. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, there's always the rumors of it being like in the Silver Age with the Flash, and I was like, oh, what's all with Justice League in general? Of course, that meant to mean, <laughs> means the Flash. So, uh, oh, yeah, one track mind. Old derailed episodes. The Flash. 
Oh, yeah. um, I, I talked about him a lot, didn't I? Never mind. <laughs> a new rumor. Well, yeah, I guess it's a new rumor. Uh, Final Fantasy X or and slash 10.2 HD uh, remaster. The PS version, PS3 version might feature DLC. Uh, a source provided VG Lease with the following pricing information about the PlayStation version of the Final Fantasy X 10.2 HD remaster. Uh, so this this is a, a pricing for a certain DLC. We'll, we'll get into our opinions about this stuff, but first let me just uh, tell you what it is. Final Fantasy X HD uh, retail disc would be uh, $39.99 uh, to download. The Final Fantasy X HD International Editions would be $4.99. Uh, the Final Fantasy X 2 HD International Editions would also be $4.99, so that's an extra 10 bucks to get the international stuff. Uh, Final Fantasy X 2 HD Last Mission would be $2.99. Oh, boy. So... Hmm. Okay. Well, let me tell you what I think about this rumor. I mean, the pricing sounds... You know, if, if, if this were actually to happen, or if this rumor is just totally, you know, BS, um, the pricing does seem logical. I mean, Square has this kind of tradition of charging like two ninety nine for its bullshit DLC yeah. or four ninety nine, whatever that is. So and knowing what Square has been doing this generation, it makes business sense. But oh. damn if it doesn't piss me off. Oh like, god, this is just retarded. How can they get away with this? Why would people I know that chili chili. Okay. <laughs> chili? Chili. Let yeah. me ask you a question. Yeah. Would you buy this? Yes. Fuck! But thing is, what what I haven't actually played Final Fantasy X two because I don't only play good games. But um, then why don't you play ten point two? What what's what's this final mission thing? Is it an actual thing from the game, or is it some extra piece of DLC? It was DLC an extra piece of content that came out in the Japanese version, and it was only ever released in Japan. It had no English right. translation. There was no English text. There was Ooh. nothing English about it. Okay. Um, and it was a different style of gameplay than Ten Point Two. In fact, it happened. Well, it, it, it happened before, and it all depends on how you play. It. it was basically a giant tower, and you fought on oh. these tower floors fighting bosses and stuff like that. So it's Final uh, Fantasy game. The of longest, death. no, <laughs> the longest series of challenge rooms you'll ever endure. Pretty much. Okay. Um, <clears throat> now uh, this news paired me, with. Uh, sorry, Jerry. Um, What's up? But depending on what happened in Ten, it's safe you play Ten first. The save will transfer to 10.2. So depending on how far you've got in 10, Wait. you'll see different content in, t- in... No, sorry. 10.2, you'll see different content in the last mission. So if you've got up to the bit with Lulu, you know who... You know, that little... Yeah. Yeah, her baby. You'll actually see the baby in 10.2 last mission. Okay. okay. Thanks so... Spoilers, Chili. <laughs> yeah, seriously. And if you've seen the end of 10.2, perfect you'll see a secret ending in the last mission. We're not calling this. We're not officially calling this 10.2. I'm not having any of that. 10.2? <laughs> yeah, that sounds weird. like a Chinese. That sounds like DLC right there. Um, so, well, that's what it's called. No, 10.2. 10.2. 10-2. But there's a dash in it, so. 10-2. Ten, 10-2. Ten ten <laughs> uh, I don't know, man. Like, look, they've already announced that um, the Vita version won't have... They won't have 10.2 packed in, right? So they'll probably sell two copies, two versions of that. So Final Fantasy X and then Final Fantasy X2. That'll probably be 30 bucks. Maybe. It, who knows? It's Square. Maybe it'll be 40 bucks each. Maybe it'll just double dip. Who the hell knows? It's Square Enix. Uh, they think they can do whatever they want. 499 yeah. for uh, HD, uh, 10 HD. 499 for 10.2 HD. 10 extra bucks if you want the international content, which I think okay, should have been okay, in the game so, anyways. Well, so because yeah, let's say you live in the UK. Well, did they have the international? I think UK uh, people in UK had the international yeah. stuff, right? Yeah. yeah. So if you live in the UK, your copy of 10.2 on PS2 is more full-featured than the HD version you bought 10 years later? No. Come on. 
No, yeah, 10.2 did not have the international content okay. in Europe. Still, Only though, 10 years 10. later. But 10, but 10 did. The argument holds yeah, true for did. 10 yeah. because oh. Europe got the international edition oh, and, and yeah, go. it would be charging us. Um, yeah, it's totally ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, I mean, you could. I, there's a business argument for them charging for this last mission DLC because they are having to like localize yeah. um, all of this stuff for the first time in the English language. I get that, but it shouldn't be that way, you know. And all the other stuff is just totally ridiculous. That should all be included in the price. I feel like. I mean, we're paying. <sighs> it's just, uh... I feel like Square isn't the only company that does this kind of stuff, but Sega. specifically, yeah, right, Capcom. but. Yeah, well, Capcom does it in its own certain crazy way. But Square has this thing uh, where at least Capcom does it with new content. Square has this thing with re-releasing old content and acting like they're all, all, everything they've done in the past is hot shit, no matter what it is. Because honestly, let's be honest here, who the fuck gives a shit about 10-2's International Edition or, or Last Mission? Like, I do. Uh, Chilly, yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I, I mean, I'll be honest. Like, I, 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 this is content that I wanted to play when I was really big into Final <laughs> Fantasy X and X2 back in the day. And I mean, I'm less enthusiastic now than I used to be, but it's right. still, I would certainly love it to be included. They're doing this. You guys want to hear my theory? Sure. Of what might happen? I know it, this won't happen, but this is my idea: is they might have the DLC separate on the store, but give you a code when you buy the disc version. A sort of a sort of a bonus for buying it new, so you'll get the disc on a PS2 code, code to download the DLC for free. <sighs> like a season, yeah, like a, like a, like an online pass, right? Yeah, sort of season pass, but for DLC. Okay, but and then. and would that work? I mean, if you're buying them digitally, I mean, yeah, I assume I the, the, yeah, the why position store has ways to. Okay, but then how about this? How about this? Uh, they haven't announced anything about this, but I guarantee you that there'll be no cross-buy for this DLC. So you buy oh, the International Edition on 10, and you won't have it on the Vita. I guarantee you that. And that's just that's the type of stuff that Square is just weird about. Like, look at, uh, they did the same thing with Kingdom Hearts HD. I know, Kyle, you're looking forward to Kingdom Hearts HD a lot. Uh, but oh, yeah. there, it's it's not even Kingdom Hearts 1 and 2. It's Kingdom Hearts 1 Final Mix. And the cutscenes right. of the, the DS one, what? Well, that's fine, because the DS one, I mean, is... There's, I mean, unless they're going to do a full remake of it, you can't. Okay. That, that just look like shit on your TV. And I mean, I play the DS one; that's fine. So the cutscenes basically tell the whole story, especially if they're adding a couple more that maybe weren't in the game. So that's fine. I mean, you're you're right that it's it's weird for it to be missing two. You know, it's weird for it to have those cutscenes from three five eight over two days and yeah. like two of the game. But look, they're going to charge forty dollars for it's such a hearts yeah. one. What, final, no, like, come there, on. And isn't there an extra like final? Yeah, there's uh, like, chains of memories as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, okay, right. No, yeah, chain yeah. of memories so are, is the Game Boy. Oh no, wait, they turned that into a PS2 yeah. game in Japan. Yes, yes there are never there are re- full games of one and chain of memories yeah. in this collection alongside those cutscenes. And you you could make the argument that Kingdom Hearts is, has has such a whacked up proliferation of games now. So this this additional collection when it eventually comes out maybe next year is probably going to have <sighs> Kingdom Hearts 2 Birth by Sleep uh maybe maybe recoded the uh I'm going to say the, Dream Drop Distance. Yeah, I don't know. There could there Nintendo could be an obstacle to that. Well, I guess we'll find out whether how much of that game Square actually owns and whether there's some exclusivity agreements there that we yeah. don't know about, but um, it's a couple of years since Sony've been trying to push the um, 3D angle on the PS3 as well, so Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I feel like that they, they dropped that. I feel like they just said screw it. Well, I think it'll be just be the cut. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> good point. Right. Um, I, anyway, I just, 
This will be the first time Europe can buy Final Mixed and Chains of Memories on the P- from the PS2 era because it never got released here. But they're do I mean they're doing that they're doing Kingdom Hearts the right way right like if this yeah. it's strange to think that this is a rumor for Final Fantasy X and X two when the Kingdom Hearts HD collection all that final mix content never came to the states and that's just included like all they're doing is just uh lo- well I don't even think they had a localized because I think that game was in English in Japan anyway and you just had to import it if you wanted to play it but I don't know it's weird why why is that included why is that a part of Kingdom Hearts and not I just think. Fantasy? that the company yeah. itself is it's just setting it square enix is kind of setting itself to implode soon um plus car would jump in the head how do we know it's like be this <laughs> from decisions like this that just seem like they're gonna piss people off to decisions like hey let's make 10 and 10 two separate games and then i guarantee you they're gonna have the gall to be like uh Final Fantasy X and X2 didn't mean sales expectations. We thought that X was going to be like <laughs> revolutionize the RPG genre again. Uh, I guarantee they're going to say something stupid like that, and and especially with Tomb Raider having not performed to their expectations, quote unquote, uh, but having shipped like three point five mil. Um, I don't know. Separate on the PS3. I get that. I get that. But it's separate on the Vita, which is just kind of ridiculous. And I there. One one of my favorite parts about these things, especially for the HD collections, is the kind of cross-buy stuff. Sure, every, not every game has it. It's usually only first-party Sony stuff. But that's a huge incentive for me. Huge. Um, cross-save, especially. I don't know. Whatever. Uh, I, let's also, just... remember that Square Enix are having trouble. And um, uh, yeah. you know, Final Fantasy X is their um, second to final um, lifesaver outside of a Final Fantasy VII remake because they know that Ten is most popular in Japan, more popular than seven, so they know they can sell that. On this both is why they need to do my Fantasy so. Five remake. I didn't know that ten was popular. <laughs> no, that they can leave Final Fantasy Five alone, Chili. <laughs> I had no idea that ten was more popular than seven in Japan. Yep, it's, uh, I think it, it, some. Uh, I believe a few years ago in Japan, it was the best game ever made. So you know. okay, I, I really like ten. I think I feel it was the the last uh, really good Final Fantasy game. Uh, ten was a lot of fun in my eyes. Uh, ten two still okay. Uh, yeah, See, I liked. Uh, I I didn't let ten two and what it was tarnish ten for me, so I was able to. I mean, I enjoy it on its own terms. I think it has a really good uh, twist on the active time battle system. Oh, uh, yeah. Stories, stories, just kind of frivolous and uh, <laughs> certainly left no impact on me. But that's yeah, exactly. fine. I mean, okay, moving on. Uh, after its delay, Rayman Legends will have. Uh, 30 extra levels and several boss fights uh, added to the game. Uh, the delay of Ubisoft's Montpellier Rayman Legends means that the team had extra time to go through uh, development, means more levels, blah, 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 delightful platformer, blah, 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 blah. Because they had finished the game, so of course they Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, so they're kind of just all sitting around there. So what happened there is uh, Rayman Legends was supposed to be a Wii U exclusive. Wii U sold like shit. Uh, Ubisoft said, we want... Uh, to actually make money off this, so we'll hold it back. Well, the weird thing is they, they made a multi-platform, but they actually held the game back uh, to launch side-by-side uh, side with the PS3 and 360 versions um, in September. Yeah. At the same time as Grand Theft Auto V. So, yeah. yeah, there's that. I don't know if those markets kind of bleed into each other, but, you know, who, who knows? Uh, so Wii U fans kind of got all crazy about it. Even Ubisoft employees started picketing and, and rioting. Well, rioting. Protesting outside of uh, Ubisoft. <laughs> riot. That would be great. <laughs> the breaking win, windows. A game dev riot outside the Ubisoft studio. <laughs> <laughs> um, so now Ubisoft is kind of saying, hey, don't be so mad. We're going to have extra stuff. I guarantee you there's going to be a lot of DLC too. 
they're not only working mm-hmm. on free stuff. I mean, come on. Uh, yeah. But Ubisoft does do wicked stuff sometimes, like Far Cry 3 Blood Dragon, which was officially oh. announced uh, a few days ago. Uh, it's coming out in May for PlayStation 3, Xbox 360, and PC. Uh, it's an 80s-inspired actioner yep. developed by Ubisoft Montreal and offers a, quote, VHS-era vision of the future, yep. which just so um, some. I'll tell you something. Uh, people at uh, work, where I work, I'm... X360 Magazine, Games TM, Now Gamer. Um, they've already got a copy of the DLC and they've been playing it for the past couple of days and it looks fucking ridiculously awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I don't need to play it. I just need to say, buy it. Buy yeah. it now. <laughs> buy it. Oh, yeah, man. Uh, this is this is one of the things. What's weird to me is that it's a standalone DLC. That's the yeah. only thing... I mean, standalone game. So that's the only thing that's kind of throwing me off uh, just because I understand that they won't. they don't need to use any assets... I mean, you think they do some stuff, like, but I, I guess the game is the engine, probably. Yeah, but the actual, there's a lot of standardized moves as well that look like the same. This will be released on Xbox 360 as well. Now, you know, you know, the standalone thing actually makes some sense to me because Blood Dragon looks so just yeah. ridiculously far away from what the from what Far Cry 3 actually is. Like, I was, I until I heard it was standalone, I couldn't imagine how they were going to incorporate the two, even as like an extra. But then, how are they option on the main adhere? menu? It should be like, all right. Easy. How would they adhere to Microsoft's uh, two gigabyte uh, max file size download? Like, I doubt it'll be less than two gigs. I mean, come on. No. I know. Some well, it is things. smaller. It is a lot smaller than Far Cry Three. Well, yeah. But come on. <laughs> well, you can do. I mean, you can, can you do like multiple parts on Xbox? Yeah, Something like multiple, that with Mass yeah. Effect. Uh, Mass Effect Three had some sort of. Uh, multiple part stuff for some of the DLC on 360. Yeah, for the um, Citadel DLC, you had to download two parts. Right. So I guess it'll be in multiple parts. Man, that's just we need another generation of consoles right now. Uh, it's coming. Yeah, I know. I, I was I, I was playing right before the podcast the actually. Oh. Yeah, I was right before the podcast. I was playing God of War Ascension uh, multiplayer, and I'm probably the only person in the world that was playing that. Actually, no, me and a friend because uh, we were playing, and we were just put into another lobby with other people, and it was just like wow. Wow, because uh, they heard everything we were saying. I'm just like, wow, the PS3 really. I know Ed, this has been this has been talked about to death, but party chat, man, it's just <laughs> so on everything now. I mean, even the Vita does it really well. And when I'm on my PS3, I'm just and the, oh god, the voice chat's terrible. It just sounds like ass. Yeah, I just use Skype instead of yeah, the PS3 of voice chat. Yeah, I'm on Skype with my mate while I'm playing Defiance. Yep. Uh, okay, Blood Dragon looks awesome. Uh, yes, buy it now. Soon. I know it's not out yet, but put the money down. Just go out and get the money for it. There's no fall damage. No (laughs) fall damage. That's a good thing. Yeah, Uh, that's crazy. No fall damage. It looks like it looks like everything you do in Far Cry, just an awesome version of it. Even more awesome. It's kind of like Saints Row Far Cry sort of thing. Yeah, has Dyson. Uh, The voice actor. Dyson. Yeah, you can throw dice to distract enemies. Oh, dice in it. Sorry. Um. So it's like an '80s. There's an it's an '80s theme. Uh, legendary action man Michael Bean will be lending his voice to the project, with the score being provided by Power Glove. I use a lot. I used to use a lot of Power Glove music on the podcast. Power Glove's the best. Yeah. Uh, what a good band. Finally getting some recognition there. I'm happy. Uh, I, they're just. I haven't played this game yet. I've only seen the trailer. I'm already sold. I'm not gonna t- say I'm over uh, overexcited, but like. Overly excited. I just think that there are all the signs point to this being you don't make these decisions without having like some really good ideas backing them. Yeah. 
Um, that's all I'm going to say. The character's name's just awesome. Yeah. Uh, what's his name again? Rex. Power Cult. Rex Power Cult. That's awesome. Uh, Far Cry 3 Blood Dragon, May 1st. Stay tuned to PSN.com. Yeah. Uh, we were talking about the uh, defiance before the Chile already kind of crossed this uh, news off the list. So, uh, yeah. Poor start, free loot. Everybody got it. Uh, what was it, Chile? Exclusive launch-only game title, Daredevil. One-week weapon yeah. skill boost. One-week script boost. One-week loot boost. Loot? Looped. Loot. Typo. Uh, one-week XP boost. Um, executive, executive producer Nathan Richardson warns, quote, it might take time to properly activate on your account because of caching. <laughs> All right. More problems. It got added to mine about five minutes after they posted the news, so I don't think there was much of an issue. Okay. You remember a PSP game called Invisibles? Yes. Well, guess what? Yes. Invisibles <gasps> has been confirmed for... Yes. Sequel? And Vita. Is it a sequel? Yeah, I guess no. it's a sequel. But it's just called Invisible. Oh, Invisibles The Lost Kingdom. Wait. No, that's the PS3 one, and the Vita one is Invisibles The Alliance. Expect, cro- expect cross-connectivity between two games regarding uh, battling and trading creatures. Invisibles previously graced the PSP with the trio of titles, which, oh, there was three, whoa, which made available uh, the handheld, uh, blah, 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 uh, 2013. So uh, I'd be lying if I said I wasn't fully erect right now from this news. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'd actually be interested in this. I never had a, a well, wow, what was it called? Go Cam? Go what yeah. was that camera called the snap okay that shitty stupid uh psp camera now the vita has two cameras one forward facing one back facing and uh yeah i, f- I feel that invisibles could really work on vita yeah. uh i guess you'll need the eye on uh, the playstation eye for ps3 but yeah invisibles confirmed coming to ps3 Vita. i'm actually kind of excited about this yeah i Shut can't up. wait for it uh kyle any thoughts on invisibles not at all did not play the uh the psp invisibles so, don't know whether I need to be excited about this. Kind of like, like DuckTales. It's like AR Pokemon. Oh, oh I'm not doing the DuckTales thing. DuckTales. <laughs> uh, no, but yeah, it's cool. Anything anything coming to Vita, especially uh, something a little more creative that's going to make use of the cameras. Because actually, if you think back on all these uh, Vita games we've seen in the last year, I think the camera is probably the 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 hardware accessory that's going unused the most, right? I mean, a lot of touchscreen stuff, but beyond like the kind of requisite pointing your Vita towards the light for, like, Assassin's Creed and Uncharted. I can't think of a lot of other places where the camera has been important. Well, then you haven't played Frobisher Says. (laughs) You're right. (laughs) Frobisher Says. Man, that game. That game's crazy. Uh, That game made me jump out of a car. Uh, (laughs) I was was parked in a car with a buddy of mine playing Frobisher Says, and we had the Vita uh, hooked up to the Bluetooth of his sound system. So uh, we just, like, wirelessly had the Vita... Uh, outputting its its audio to the sound system of the car, so it sounded great. And we we're playing Frobisher says, and we're kind of having a blast in the car. We we're just parked. It said, uh, "Point at something red." Nothing in the car was red. <laughs> the car in front of us was red. <laughs> I jumped out of the car and uh, kind of put the Vita up against the other car. Uh, so yeah, Frobisher says actually got me to. I would have done the same thing if we were uh, actually driving too. Uh, <laughs> next up, Dark Souls 2 has sold over 2 million copies. From Software has revealed that the game uh, shifted north of 2.3 million copies globally since it's launched in uh, 2011. Dark Souls 2? What do you mean Dark Souls 1? Sorry, Dark Souls 1. Dark Souls 2 has not sold over 2 million copies yet. <laughs> uh, studio's head honcho, head honcho Eichi Nakajima made the announcement during an event in Japan, as reported by Gpara via NeoGAF. Um... They've also in that in that announcement they confirmed the sequel Dark Souls Two, which will be released in Japan on Xbox 360. 
and PS3, right? Okay. The game's predecessor was a PlayStation 3 exclusive in the region, as was Demon Souls. Okay, so yeah, it will be released on on PS3 as well. It's just that this time around, it'll come out on 360 in Japan, and not a single fuck was given in Japan that day. Um, well, I don't know with the, with the new um, reward scheme that's going on in in Japan with the Xbox. Who they might care? Can you talk a little bit about that? Um, oh, I can't remember. It, basically, if you if one billion hours is really reached in japan of playtime not online but you have to be online of course to register it okay they'll give every gold member some free microsoft points you said a few things in that sentence that really made me want to get super derailed for the first thing you said always online and microsoft uh then you said gold <laughs> member and you said it in a british accent uh <laughs> but yeah so that but is silver the, members also get bonus as well Silver members, yeah. if I'm rightly, gold gets 300 points, oh, or wow. it might be a bit more than that. Silver gets a massive 30. Wow. I got 20 <laughs> points for my birthday from Microsoft. Nice. Well, they, if they reach they 1 million playtime, they play they'll get 30 points. Damn, Damn. that's terrible. Yeah. <laughs> terrible. Uh, okay. Either way, I don't know that 30 points will make anybody uh, jump out of their seats and get some Xbox stuff going on. But I'm glad that Dark Souls did well. I haven't played it. Um, heard it's really good. More Dark Souls, I guess. Uh, I broke my last TV because of it. Yeah, speaking of what broke in the UK, uh, records for Bioshock Infinite. I made up the part where it broke records, but it was number one. Um, it was... Following, following Bioshock was Tomb Raider, then FIFA 13, then the Defiance, made by... Okay, so Tryon. I was actually wondering. Tryon Worlds makes Defiance. Uh, then Luigi's Mansion. Hey, good job, Luigi's Mansion. Mansion, you're number five. Mario. Mario? Mario. To me, Mario. <laughs> no, that's not what happens in Luigi's Mansion. Really. <laughs> <laughs> Luigi uh, asks for Mario. He goes, Mario. 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 <laughs> um, yeah, so Bioshock Infinite. Chili, you happy? It's doing really well in the UK? Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, next up, uh, PlayStation Plus this week. Oh, at, at some point, the PS update will go live. Uh, yeah. At some point. Um, Actually, maybe. we're seeing reports from Twitter that it is live now. Oh, yay. Ooh. And so now that it's live, you can get, uh, if you're a PlayStation Plus member, you can get Malicious for free. Uh, and you can get a bunch of discounts on Grand Theft Auto. If you're a PS Plus, you can also get a... A uh, discount on Dragon Fantasy Book 1, the day it's released. Uh, there's a bunch of sales for the Grand, Th- Grand Theft Auto stuff. It's basically every Grand Theft Auto game on uh, PSN. I'm not going to go through it, but you get, I think, 30% off if you're not PS Plus and 50% off if you are PS Plus, I think. Um, yeah, that sounds about right. Uh, last chance leaving on April 23rd is Mega Man Maverick Hunter X. It's uh, for the PSP, but it's also supported on PS Vita. I recommend that you download this game right now, even if you don't have a Vita. When you get a Vita, just load it onto it because it's awesome. I'm a big uh, Maverick Hunter X whore, and uh, additional discounts are uh, some stuff for drive- Zombie Driver HD. Uh, so that's the thing. Hey, the PlayStation Plus. And one, and one quick thing, Don. If you've got, if you're a European plus member malicious will be free next month for us yeah, yeah as will everything that oh man released. catherine is free for yeah. us next month uh, uh, so yeah. hitman cinemore hitman yes uh, vita version of cinemore uh hitman absolution yeah oh man and I, velocity I, ultra hd i've been wow. pronouncing that game wrong all along cinemore man i i, I used to say cinemora well it's latin so who knows 
Okay. Yeah. All right. Man, that's a video game. Yeah. Man, that's a weird game, too. Yeah. Uh, more on that after. Burnout Paradise Dev is moving away from racing games. Yeah. Criterion <laughs> Games has seemingly confirmed that the company is moving away from the racing scene for the foreseeable future. News comes from uh, tweets made by Alex Ward, uh, head of Criterion, who suggests that they are not working on a new Burnout remake or Need for Speed Underground. They've actually crushed rumors about that. In fact, it seems that racing games in general are off the cards for now. Ward said that it's time to move right on to something fresh. I'm going to only take a few of his uh, quotes here. He said that, quote, here's what I want to talk. Here's what I want folks to know. Some folks are eternally disappointed. Nothing I could do about that. So many tweets asking for a new Burnout. Uh, equally many tweets asking for a new Need for Speed game from us. Although Road Rash... Also, Road Rash. <laughs> I still love all those games. I am personally not doing any. Um, Depends how many teams are at Criterion. There's only two words I need to say for this. There's only two unique words need to be said for this. Black <laughs> 2. No, he said it's no. on Black 2. Uh, no, no. He's keeping that for... He teased, a, he's, he's, he teased a book. So he might be writing a book or something. But he says that Black 2... Who really wants a Black 2 anyway? <laughs> Who wants a Black 2 book? Jesus. Oh, fuck, really? Fuck off. No way. The, the uh. quote was, no Black 2 either, folks. Volumes to tell on that topic, but we'll save that for when I get a book deal. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, what he also could have meant is that there was something going on. So he said there's volumes to tell on that topic. Something probably went on. They probably went into pre-production on Black 2 at some point, but some crazy game politics probably happened. And what he meant by the book deal is probably when he gets his biography that'll never happen. But, um, yeah, they'll probably disclose it at some point in the future. Or they probably won't because video games. Um, so, yeah, I am actually okay with this because I feel that since Criterion was handed Need for Speed, uh, things have gone downhill. Uh, progressively, more and more downhill. Well, Most Speed, Wanted was awesome, dude. That's most Wanted there. was pretty good. No, wait. No, Hot Pursuit was good. Uh, most Wanted, I'm, I am I kind of played it. I uh, finished it. Finished it. Kind of finished it. I guess finishing is just reaching a million SP. <laughs> but, um yeah, I wasn't a fan of the progression system in that game. I just thought it was weird that you could just jump into any car. Uh, you could get some of the really fast cars right off, the, right off the bat. And you just do the same races over and over and over and over with different cars. Um, kind of not a big fan. I love Burnout so much. Platinum. Uh, I love uh, Hot Pursuit so much. Well, I don't want to say hot so much. I, I really enjoyed Hot Pursuit Platinum. But no Platinum for you, Most Wanted. Uh, I know Kyle has some... Some things to say about Most Wanted, right? Uh, not a whole lot of things beyond the fact that the first 20 minutes of the game just really turned me off when it, I mean, it, it, it I had a hard freeze on my system like two or three times mm. in like the first 30 minutes. And I mean, that was after probably this like 500 megabyte patch when I first put it in. So I don't know. I haven't gone back to it. And uh, that's depressing because totally soured me on giving it a try. Uh, I, I, I've only got it because I got a free copy from Chris Owen with a little card for Christmas. It was nice. I will tell you this. I will tell you. I will, I will say this about Most Wanted. It has the most abrasive uh, DLC ads ever that I've ever seen in any game ever. Uh, it they, they actually kind of annoyed me. Um, so 
in the fucking menu of the game, you're actually allowed to check out the store, right? So you, you press start, go to the main menu. Oh, this is your map. Okay, press R1, uh, switch the kind of blades type thing. And you could go to a store. So it's advertising in the main menu, st- stuff that you could buy for the game. Sure, great, fine. There's a bunch of super overpriced packs, but whatever. I'll never buy any of them. doesn't matter. But then at the bottom of the screen, they're, 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 the square button is a call out for going to the store to purchase Madden 13. <laughs> Madden, they're advertising Madden. I can press Square in a menu in Burnout. Uh, sorry, in Need for Speed, and to go to Madden 13. That's just ridiculous. I don't know what is there a crossover between those audiences? Do you play Need for Speed and you're like, oh shit, I kind of want. Anyway, whatever. I, I want to see Need for Speed cards in Madden. Now that'd be that'd be <sighs> weird. I guess I probably whatever. Maybe run as a Madden <laughs> character against the car in the next Need for Speed. I don't know, but it'd be. Weird to have a cross game between them. <laughs> it would certainly be weird, yes. Silly, I think that that thought has underperformed. And also, uh, apparently God of War Ascension has underperformed, says an analyst. Uh, the PlayStation 3 exclusive God of War Ascension, according to uh, Doug Kruitz. Oh, yeah, via CVG, an analyst with... The, yeah, sorry. Uh, via CVG, uh, Doug Kruitz, an analyst at the Cohen and Company. Uh forecasted that God of War Ascension only sold around 360,000 units. And he also said that uh, God of Gears of War Judgments was around the same same kind of numbers. Uh, I think that that's a little bit weird, especially since um, God of War Ascension, if it actually did sell 360,000 units, would have paled in comparison to God of War 3, which released in 2010 and sold over 1 million copies in its first month at retail. Uh, I... Uh, I just, with the install base being higher than it was back in 2010, I just, I, I, I find kind of hard to find this hard to believe that it'd do that bad. But I do, I have definitely seen some crazy stuff going on with the multiplayer. Uh, I know that maybe not everybody who buys God of War would play the multiplayer, but I've been getting matched up with some of the same people in the lobbies. So, yeah, I, I there are there are not many people playing God of War's multiplayer. Um, but yeah, he says that Tomb Raider and Bioshock Infinite also sold super strongly during that same period. Uh, Tomb Raider is estimated at uh, 696k in the first 33 days, and that Bioshock Infinite is probably 665k in the first 10 days. This must be for UK only. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. That makes yeah. sense. That makes <laughs> sense. And- let's, uh, they- let's process something. Can I just let, let's just I just want to say this. Think about this for a second. We're at a point in time where Bioshock and Tomb Raider sold better than Gears of War and God of War. What the fuck happened? If you'd have well, told me that got- years ago, I'd have been like, "What? What Tomb Raider? What are you, what are you talking about? Bioshock? What? What sequel? Like what? That's- Gears of War and God of War? Come on, what? Don, you got to think about it this way. You've uh, God of War and Gears of War. You've got the PS3 or the Xbox 360 um, base. With Tomb Raider, you've got the PC, PS3." Xbox. Right. Yeah. And same with Bioshock. Yeah. So, yes, it might have sold more altogether because they're adding all the different platforms. Still, though, even... Okay, God of War, whatever. Uh, it, it received uh, more middling reviews than Gears did. I think I feel like Gears was slightly more positive than God of War was. Still, I wouldn't expect Gears to to underperform, you know? I really sure wouldn't about. have expected uh, Tomb Raider to come out in the way it did. I think that was a stellar... Uh, like reboot for the series. I mean, sales wise, Square doesn't think so. But, yeah. Uh, like fuck them. And they Tomb Raider spent too much money dropped in it. price very fast. In the UK. Yeah. 
Well, I don't know about the stores, but online, PlayStation Plus, uh, PlayStation had the da- digital download version uh, for Easter for £19.99. Dropped so, from 40 quid down to 20 quid in a couple of weeks. It's pretty good. Just, just, well, it was only for a couple of days, like a special sale. So it wasn't like yeah, it's a, still, a permanent thing. But, but yeah. I went into town and um, stuff like Sainsbury's had it for 24 99 Right. A lot of the um, UK supermarkets, though, they yeah. kind of strike crazy deals where they want you to yeah. come in to yeah. just buy the game and also buy your shopping while you're there. So. Yeah. But I'm just saying that the, the, the price did drop yeah. incredibly mm. fast, unlike God of War, which is still full price in most places. All right, last piece of news here. Uh, Bethesda has teased an unannounced game and speculation points that it may be Fallout 4 or a new Wolfenstein game. Uh, they, re- they released two mysterious videos on Twitter yesterday. Um, and today, it was a hint about an unannounced title from the studio. Uh, both videos are very cryptic and have an experimental style to them. Bethesda first one shows spinning shots of barbed wire, then quick cuts to a Moonbeam moon trio vinyl record, uh, which is it's kind of it's reminiscent of kind of Fallout 3 loading screens. And then uh, sheet music slash another vinyl record of Box Air on the G-string. The second Mm. features sunflowers swaying in the wind during the day with a man in the background, then a shot of the flowers being lit on fire at night. Uh, Is it a teaser for Fallout 4? Pete Hines, Bethesda's vice president of PR and marketing, tweeted, guess again. Could it possibly be a new Wolfenstein? Bach was a German composer, and barbed wire could refer to the internment camps run by Nazis. Uh, maybe out of nowhere, will it be Doom 4? I don't know. Uh, what is Bethesda Rage teaching? 2. Rage 2. No, they said they cancelled that. Did they? Well, well who knows with them. Yeah. I want to say Fallout 4, to be honest. No. Fallout cross Wolfenstein. Oh my god. Fallout X Wolfenstein. Wolfenstein. Yeah. Well, you know what this could have been is like Pete Hines could have said guess again because Fallout 4 isn't the name of the game. Yeah. I mean, right? It could be like Fallout with some different subtitle. Mm. Fallout UK. <laughs> that sounds terrible. <laughs> Fallout <laughs> UK. Oh, man. Uh, everybody's like scrounging for tea. <laughs> instead, of, instead of bottle caps, um, we use uh, yeah, tea bags as their currency. Yeah. Tea bags. That would be amazing. I'd love that. Yeah, yeah, Chile. Would would teabagging be amazing? <laughs> well, we already have GTA London, so. Um, oh God, GTA London. Yeah. Uh, was that a good game? It no, was a game. It was a good <laughs> game. Uh, okay, well that wraps up news. Uh, Rob, the, I need you for something, buddy. Hello. Before you joined, actually, it's how we open the podcast. We we kind of. Uh, who kind of uh, backtracks to a Twitter conversation that was happening probably last week. Boneless. Ah, fuck! (laughs) Yes. (laughs) See, Rob understands where it's at. Rob knows that he wants his food fast, easy, (laughs) clean, and tasty. No, but if he wants it tasty, then he'd take bone. The thing is, okay, so I understand where you're coming from, Don, especially with the whole thing of, like, putting back 50 bonus wings without even uh, thinking about it. But the, the the best kind of wing star stuff I've ever had are um, what called monkey fingers at a, a London restaurant called Meat Mission or Meat Meat Liquor, which are these incredible like um, chicken strips like deep fried and uh, in like awesome batter with like an incredible homemade like a buffalo sauce and it's the best thing fucking ever. Oh my god! I think, oh wait, I think I saw you post pictures of this on Facebook. Yeah. Did you like post? Was now. it like a platter just of a bunch of meat? Yeah, two or oh. three of us. Well, it was like. 
15 of us went there and they brought out like four or five patterns of like burgers and wings and yeah i remember stuff. hating oh. that post because i saw that post and i'm just like Shh, fuck just <laughs> fuck you gotta show me this place rob you have yeah. to show me <laughs> um yeah um basically th- these are the best things ever and uh, that- that's why i would normally go bonus also as a kid i used to hate bone in stuff but i'm, I'm kind of better now but I-, I haven't really had a good boned boned boning <laughs> a good boning <laughs> I haven't had a good boning, Don. You want to uh, come over to UK and we can uh, see what's better, boning or boneless. All right, so I guess episode 39 uh, of Derailed, it's been decided that boneless. I'm upset about that, but like I said, you can always email in and let us know what you think. Um, what a scary future. <laughs> a future of chickens with no bones in their wings. <laughs> <laughs> Just gelatin chickens. Um <laughs> Um, yeah, so that's been news. Uh, as for recent reviews, let's see, what do we got here? What have we got here? We've got, oh man, it's such a long time since uh, last episode, right? So, um, I, th- I spoke about this last time. I gave Virgil's Downfall, DMC Dummy Cries, uh, DLC 5.5. It was all right. I liked it. Uh, Kyle Prawl. Yeah. You gave Master uh... Free Citadel uh, an 8.5. Oh, that long ago. Yeah, yeah, I enjoyed uh, Mass Effect 3 Citadel quite a bit. Um, it was a good wrap-up to uh, to the game that I enjoyed very much. I still think Mass Effect 3 is the best in the trilogy. Okay. Uh, Dane gave, oh god, Atelier Ayesha, The Alchemist of Dusk, an 8 on 10. Yeah, yeah, that's a video game. Uh, Tiger Woods PGA Tour 14, we gave that an 8 on 10. That was Adam Dolge, because... Mm. that's also a Tiger Woods game Jeremy McGrath's Off Road uh, reviewed by Paul Kelly 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 he gave it a 5 on 10 and now it's recent enough that I'll actually tell you a little bit about the game Jeremy McGrath's Off Road is a competent racer though with numerous issues and little replay value you may want to look elsewhere for your off road kicks he liked the smooth 60 FPS gameplay the fun driving mechanics the responsive controls disliked lack of content poor presentation boring track design so 5 on 10 middling it's alright Bioshock Infinite boom 9.5 Adam Dolge uh, you guys probably heard this enough already. This podcast is late into the month, so uh, Bioshock Infinite is a masterclass in storytelling with exceedingly fun gameplay and combat, a beautifully intriguing world to explore, and an extremely impressive cast of characters. Bioshock Infinite stands as one of the best first-person shooters ever made. That's a bold statement. He liked the incredibly well-crafted atmosphere and intriguing world to explore, terrific cast and thought-provoking story, uh, fun, easy-to-learn gameplay and combat. Disliked mediocre AI. Some minor glitches that break the smooth gameplay storytelling. Uh, and like many fantasy stories, some dis- disjointed plot elements and holes create confusion. So you're saying that Bioshock Infinite is uh, as good as Sonic Generations, as according to PSU? <laughs> uh, Rob reviewed Sonic Generations. Are You s- you gave that a 9.5? I did. Oh, holy fuck. <laughs> that broke my PS3. <laughs> nice, Rob. I was playing nice. Sonic Generations and I got a yellow light of death. Ooh, yeah. that's that's nasty. And I rented the game as well, so. <laughs> Andy, then you would have to try and get it out. Awesome. Yeah, I had to actually open up the PS3 and actually do surgery on it to get it out. I want to give you guys a little teaser. I'm also probably about to give a game a nine five. Rock done, done. Rock Reviews are yeah, well. going up, going up soon. I, oh, I love going. Yeah, it seems awesome. Oh, God, it's so, so good. Uh, we can talk about that after if we talk about what we've been playing. But, Kyle, you also reviewed Crisis 3. 
I did. I did finally publish a review of Crisis 3. Um, uh, you know, people can look back on the our previous derailed episodes, and we've got a couple, you know, read the review. There's a link to some of this ongoing saga. But yeah, I was waiting for Crisis to uh, update the... Well, waiting for Crytek, excuse me, to update the game because I couldn't finish it. It was getting hard freezes at the same spot during the uh, the final boss battle. Um, finally, I decided to stop waiting, stop giving Crytek the... Well, I wouldn't call it benefit of the doubt so much. I was not reviewing it on principle because I didn't think it deserved a place in any kind of scale because it's a broken game. I did use a workaround to finally finish the game, and so... I don't know. It was just a... See, yeah, I, I disagree with you there. I think that if a game is broken, it still deserves a spot on the scale. But that's what the scale is for. That's why we need we have low scores. It's for broken games. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I, I I understand you didn't get to see the ending, and that kind of you felt that that impacted. Um, see, it wasn't as much that I wanted to like give Crytek the benefit of the doubt, though. I didn't want to to dignify this game with a review. You know, I mean, I did post a news article telling people you shouldn't buy Crisis 3 because I can't finish it. It's broken. But I didn't, I mean, right. the idea of writing a review about a game that I, I mean, I can't tell you about the story. I, you know, I didn't know the ending of the game. I couldn't tell you whether the narrative was a worthwhile endeavor. So how do you even write a, a critical piece about that? You know, I couldn't acquiesce with that idea, I guess. Um, did EA ever come back to us with any, anything like, did EA no, ever email we were, us? Uh, we had some correspondence going back and forth for a while. I think they kind of dropped out of contact. Um, Crytek did update the game with a fix for this issue a, uh, about a week after I published my review, which mind you is like seven weeks after the yeah. launch of the game. Um, but no, no, I, I understand what you're saying, Don. I mean, the, 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 the decision not to review it, I... You know, definitely could have gone both ways on that. It was, you know, one of these things where he's doing a lot of other writing, other projects at the same time. So, no, I get it. Makes sense. I mean, it's important. It it's the end of the game. It's a big issue. And it's something to be said because if it was just you, then okay, it's just you. But it wasn't just you. There was a lot of people experiencing this. Right. Issue. And, That's and a that terrible was, issue, too. That was a big part of it as well. I mean, yeah. if it was something like, uh, you know, Skyrim has been bug ridden since day one, uh, stuff like, you know, recent things like SimCity and Diablo 3, lots of online problems, at, at least you can still experience the full game in theory, right? Here it was a thing like I didn't feel that it was a finished product, and as such, I wanted to inform the community of that, but also not, like, dignify it with a full review. And, and I mean, I did, at the end of the day, I, my, I did lower my score. I think I was one of the, if not the lowest score for Crisis 3 on Metacritic. Um, and part of that was reflected in the bug. But, yeah, I don't know. Man, I'm just glad. At the end of the day, I'm just glad that's over with, you know. I, yeah. That was a terrible, um, uncomfortable review process. You gave it a 610? Uh, yes. Sorry, 6 on 10. Yeah. Uh, you said it, so it was Devolution... From the open world brilliance and a far cry from compelling, Crisis 3 is a serviceable sci-fi shooter uh, with no noteworthy multiplayer with a story that's just barely that just barely warrants attention. Uh, gorgeous visuals, art direction, engaging multiplayer, five-hour campaign. Won't waste your time. Uh, you dislike <laughs> the hollow story, characters, thinly veiled linearity, game-breaking glitch prevents progress for some players. So yeah, there's that. Yeah. Um, now this Weird. review, I'm interested in Kairu. Uh, yeah. You also reviewed Bit Trip Runner. Sorry, BitTrip presents Runner 2, Future Legend of Rhythm Alien. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's it. 
So this was definitely a, 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 a nice, refreshing break from that crisis fiasco. But yeah, Bitrip Runner is this uh, this uh, kind of this independent game from Gaijin Games. I mean, they've been doing these Bitrip games for a while now. They've all kind of got this sort of electronic music theme, different, totally different genres. But it's it's in the same line of uh, I mean, like Cannibalt and Temple Run and all these kind of endless runner genres, 2D. Yeah. Um, well, but very. It's not endless. They're levels. Uh, you're right. These. It, they are not uh, correct. Runner two is not endless, I guess, but it's a um, like an auto runner, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but no, it's um, very uh, vibrant, colorful worlds. Um, an absolutely excellent, excellent soundtrack. Really infectious. Really gets into you, and it and it and it crescendos as you as you play the game, as you do well, as you grab these collectibles. You're kind of building the soundtrack as you go, which is really cool. And it also impressed me because this is a a genre that's supposed to be pretty kind of simplistic and how it is. I mean, you're just being pushed to the side, jumping over obstacles and whatnot, but it, it brought in a lot of things that I, that I, that I miss from platformers, you know, right? Like super Mario world. I always loved because you have all these alternate pathways, these, these, you know, exits that unlock secret paths, all this kind of cool stuff. And a lot of that is in Bitrip runner in some form or another, which adds some replay value, but uh, yeah, as, as I'm sure you'll you'll notice, people will notice in the review. I did not like some of the um, some of the nauseating motion sickness. I actually had trouble playing the game for more than an hour or two at a time, which is a good amount of time certainly. But um, something about the 3D world and that automatic movement was really kind of making it hard to focus on my character and on things. Like I, I actually ended up playing the game with my focus centered just in the middle of my TV, like judging where he was and where obstacles are with my peripheral vision because following it was making me sick. Mm. Um, yeah, definitely not a strike again. I mean, and that's, that's different for everybody. I didn't want to dock too much from the score for that, but definitely something to think about if you've been prone to issues like that in the past. So you gave that an eight, 10 fast paced, fluid platforming, brilliant electronic music that builds as you play tons of secrets and lockables disliked somewhat nauseating action middle section drags, uh, so the middle of the game isn't so fun. Nope they uh, they kind of they they play out all of your abilities and your cool mm. unlocks near the beginning, and then the middle part is where it's not really very hard yet, but they've stopped giving you new abilities. So okay, and uh, you said that there's only five hours of content without replays, um, but still eight on ten, great game. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, definitely. I'm just gonna take a little break here. I interjected and I uh, I kind of jumped on Twitter when we started uh podcasting i was like hey guys we're podcasting uh tweet at me and i got some interesting responses first one of which from this guy rob zwetslut oh what a fucking toss of that guy sounds like <laughs> i've never question, heard of this guy his question was do you still want me on the podcast yeah yeah i know who the fuck would say that no, no. should i should i answer him back <laughs> what a, what yeah. a strange solicitation yeah <laughs> uh, tell him to go fuck himself okay uh i'll do that uh we've also got one from uh fawns of course of course fawns i mean i didn't get many responses for this i'm kind of sad fawns tweets love the show love the members at this amazing establishment and grateful to be part of the family we love you too brother uh always sending love yeah man uh thanks for not tweeting us guys jeez um so Twitter. Oh, by the way, you can follow us on Twitter. You can follow me on Twitter at uh, at Don Other D O N O T H E R. You can follow Kyle at at Kyle Prawl. No. Am I missing anything? It's at Payback Prawl. Payback Prawl. 
payback Peral. Sorry, my bad. I was for some reason. Never mind. I was gonna say. Uh, I was gonna say Kyle Peral two nine one. That's just a mix of you and Joseph Fate. Um, you can follow Ben. You can follow Chili at shit. Chili underscore UK. Yeah. What's wrong with me? Jesus. Uh, we've got another tweet that Rob is so dreamy. And speaking of Rob, you can follow him at at Rob Thez, R-O-B-T-H-E-Z. Uh, That's correct. Ch- yeah, it is correct. Uh, Chili.uk is C-H-I-L-L-E underscore U-K. And Payback Prowl, obviously. It's, it's all one word, right, Kyle? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, it's, a, it's a Twitter handle. Yeah, it's all one word. Well, I mean, no, no underscore? No. Prowl is P-R-A-H-L. Um... Now we we got another <laughs> tweet asking why do you say on ten for review scores? Well, because it might be on a hundred, might be on fifty. Who knows? Well, also, but why do you specifically say on ten rather than over ten or out of ten? Habit. Sorry. Video games and habit. It's a habit. A habit. On ten. Okay. Five on ten. Who says four? Uh, we gave Mass Effect three a four over ten. Well, I'm wondering if like your your four on ten is like some weird like Canadian school thing for how you do fractions. What? <laughs> That's ridiculous. Um, don't make fun of me because I'm Canadian. Goddamn. Uh, so that's Twitter. It's fun. You can also follow PSU. We got a bunch of updates there at at PSU D O T C O M. Back to reviews. Uh, our... on Twitter, actually, I want to give a big shout out to Ispachin Chin Soon Sun. He's an amazing guy, and you should follow him. Hey, what just happened? Inspachin, yeah, the uh, the community manager for Tecmo Koei UK. Um, he's a pretty cool guy. Yeah. yeah, he's an amazing guy. Follow him. Okay. Uh, so his pictures of his six pack out a lot, off a lot. So uh, yeah. Cool. Uh, Tim reviewed uh, Sniper Ghost Warrior two, four five, on ten. Uh, he said the entertainment of sniping in Sniper 2 is plagued by bouts of mediocrity between each shooting scenario, resulting in a rush to get to the next sniping roost. The multiplayer isn't even equivalent to a cut and paste of other shooters, and the narrative is something found in any military movie. $40 may be cheaper than most games, but so is the experience in Sniper 2. Ouch! He liked the realistic, enjoyable sniping and vast graphical detail. He disliked multiplayer. <laughs> he said it was a joke. That's mean. A very weak cookie-cutter narrative and design flaws throughout. Uh, pretty soon, my guac Camellia review will be going live probably tonight. Uh, I, you know what, you know what, I'm gonna, I'm settling on nine five for that. Hey, Tom. I don't care. Give it a ten. I, you know yeah, what? Give it a 10. Fine. No, I'm not. Uh, <laughs> ten on I ten. Sh- you know, I almost would too because Jesus, that game is all I want to play ever. But I understand that. I mean, it's very subjective, right? Because that's like we're talking about one of my favorite genres ever. Like, I haven't played a, a Metroid game so good since Metroid. That's Legitimately, like, sorry, 9.9 psu.com can't do that. We're only, uh, yeah, 20 point scale. Break it just for this game. I wish I could because I would, that'd be (laughs) awesome. Um, okay, so Kairu, you've been quiet. What you been playing? Oh boy, I've been just totally engrossed by bioshock infinite for the last three weeks because i'm chasing that platinum okay um, uh, you can talk about it all you want i just you you know this but i haven't played it yet uh yeah no dude, spoilers totally. 
totally understand um yeah it's a uh, well you know you're gonna i mean this is the kind of game that you're gonna you're gonna want to chase this platinum it's not it's not too difficult it's gonna test you you're gonna have to play uh 1999 mode which is this kind of creative uh i guess you could call it a creative twist on the difficulties where uh you unlock it after being the game once and then um not only does it have the traits of most of these really hard difficulties where enemies are doing more damage, you're losing more health, but there's also you're losing cash every time you die. And if you if you use like Elizabeth's revives too many times and you don't have money to pay for it, it kicks you out to the main menu. So it kind of becomes this interesting balance of do I want to sacrifice that money because I really need this money for upgrades? Do I want to just reload my checkpoint manually and put myself further back and give this another shot? It's this cool dynamic uh, that isn't in a lot of other games. So Well, it yeah. was in a lot of other games back in 1999. It's basically the concept fair. of quick saving. So yeah. <laughs> right, fair enough. <laughs> so yeah, uh, Bioshock even is just just totally awesome and that's that's really all i've been playing uh racked up tomb raider a while ago and uh yeah looking for a reason to get back into vita i guess Squacamelee would be it i love the fact that bioshock infinite uses the konami code that is amazing yeah yeah you can you can unlock 1999 mode a little bit earlier if you just use the konami code off the beginning probably the easiest bronze trophy in existence because you just have to there's a bronze trophy for unlocking the mode so i started uh Oh, sorry. I started. Um, I started this guy at three ascents of detention on the Vita, and yeah. I I watched the intro cutscene, and then I got a trophy. I you was get a trophy. For, you get a bronze trophy for pressing star on the Simpsons game. And yeah. you get you also get a, a trophy for being born in Assassin's Creed Two. Oh yeah, which happens in the intro cutscene. So great. <laughs> those are stupid fucking trophies. Not for anything. Those are just, those are just useless. Um, either way, uh, so Bioshock Infinite, buy it. Yeah, just yeah, buy it. It's so good. Just buy it, even if you don't want it. Just buy it. Buy it for me. Okay. Okay. Sweet. I got two copies of Bioshock. <laughs> uh, anything else, Kaido? No, man. That's it. Uh, yeah, just man. It's it's it's. We're starting to get out of that that spring. Uh, yeah. Or early or late winter rush of games. You know, Bioshock and Tomb Raider were just awesome, awesome, awesome for March, and then we're just. There's nothing in my immediate future. It's hard because I don't think any of us has hit every single one of those games. Like, well, what? So, uh, I mean, Kyle, I mean, you've done a really good job of staying on top of that. You played Bioshock, you played Tomb Raider, right? You played Far Cry, you played, uh, well, Far Cry, sorry, what am I talking about? Cameo last year. You can play DMC, uh, God of War? No, I uh, haven't played, I'm, I have absolutely no interest in God of War. Um, DMC. Mm, I'd probably be more likely to play DMC than God of War, but still not much interest. A lot of the games that I want to go back and play are like backlogged stuff from, from months or years ago. Things like, uh, uh, like Jack two HD. I need to go back and play that. Oh, Jack two is the worst. (laughs) It's tough. Uh, Metal Gear, like Peace Walker HD. Um, uh, was I working on? I was doing a full trilogy playthrough of mass effect that I kind of got, uh, halted up on so yeah there's trust me i have no shortage of things that i want yeah. to play but as far as new releases it's pretty pretty shallow right i now. got the platinum in dmc and in god of war ascension god of war ascension is super easy platinum by the way we were talking about easy platinums before god of war ascension i think is the easiest in the series um but i haven't played in tube raider and Bioshock, or bioshock yet and i feel shitty for that and by the way i have one game on my pile of shame that's been there for a long time and i actually chose need for speed uh, over it when I was looking at my pile of shame, and it's actually like probably the last one that I really think I will play, just haven't yet, and it's Dishonored. Oh yeah, I got a. That's another one. I got halfway through that on on PC, and 
and got you know distracted whatever I, I did take it out of its shrink wrap though so there's that <laughs> i made i made progress i opened it <laughs> and i redeemed the code i got this code with killers i don't remember what it was is some does every copy come with a code i don't know my my steam copy didn't okay it, it's a code for uh let's see First of all, it's it's the only PS3 game I know ever that when I opened it, I saw a sticker there. I'm like, oh, that's pretty cool. There's there's the Dishonored sticker in it. But the, yeah, the code is for the Acrobatic Killer Pack. Mm. Uh, whatever. I don't know. Gives you stuff. Uh, speaking of video games, this is a video game podcast. And uh, in it, we talk about games we've been playing. And we tell you what we thought about them. And uh, I just asked Kyle uh, about that. And now I'm going to ask Rob because I'm random like that. Okay. Uh, I actually haven't been playing much other than Persona 3 Portable over the past uh, month and a bit um, because I just got a PSP for my birthday, so my first nice. ever PSP. You know, how many years too late? Seven years too late? Uh, <laughs> At that point, uh, I mean, what, uh, I would have just been like, I know it's a gift and it's super sweet of your friends to have bought you something like that, yep. but then I would have been like, you assholes, this is like a big troll on Sony and myself. Why didn't you, why didn't you give me a Vita? Right. Of my- you could have just been like, pay the, the 200 squids or 150 squids <laughs> and I would have paid the difference. Yeah. Um, fun no, fact, uh, I still, I owe Rob money. I, I'm in I'm in debt. Oh yeah, you I'm, do. And and Rob had Rob is pretty much a loan shark, and he told <laughs> me he'd break my legs, but uh, he he shipped me a uh, the the wizard book from uh, Nina yeah King. yeah I had won oh, a that's contest. That's an amazing book. I had won a contest from. <laughs> I probably shouldn't be saying this on the podcast, but I, I entered a PS Access contest and I won. And they're like, hey, what's your address? And I'm like, ah, Montreal. And they're like, you fucking asshole. <laughs> and I'm like, sorry, but I do have family in, in the UK. Uh, oh, yes, my long-lost touch cousin. Yeah, he's my brother. <laughs> he's my brother, yeah. Uh, but anyway, so... It, it, it did take me like two or three months to actually finally send it to you, though. So. Yeah, that's okay. Uh, that's okay, don't worry. Uh, I will pay you back, Rob, in one way or another. Either if it's a drink, if it's a tea, if it's if it's chlamydia, if it's PayPal, if it's yeah. I, I don't want it to be PayPal. I I, I want to oh. get you something back. Okay, but yeah, so uh, uh, I've been playing Persona Three Portable, which has been scratching some incredibly weird weeaboo itches of mine. Uh, li- you know, to live out the high school life of my favorite anime protagonist, um, uh, which is weird. Um, and then uh, also play Battle Block Theatre, which is, I guess, a 360 exclusive from uh, The Behemoth, the guys who made um, nice. uh, Castle Crashers. Mm. Uh, I actually like Castle Crashers. I think it's a shit game, but I really Oops. like uh, Battle Block Theatre. So, uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, there we go. Um, otherwise, I think I played a bit of Bastion, and yeah, I've been terrible actually playing games the past few weeks, so uh, not much else for me. That's okay, man. Uh, how are you liking Persona 3? Oh, yeah. It's pretty fucking awesome, uh, and I people keep telling me Persona Four's better, so I can't wait to get a Vita and uh, Persona Four Golden and uh, lose like a week of my life to that. All. What is the single weirdest thing, the weirdest moment in Persona Three? Now, obviously, you don't have to talk about it if it's too spoilerish, but it was there one moment where you're like, "This is too Japan." Uh, I think I'm only like three months into the game of, of like a twelve month thing, but the the whole kind of shooting yourself in the face aspect is was pretty weird when it first came up and oh no no the weirdest part still is like um everyone else turns into coffins during the dark hour you know they just oh instead of like sleeping or just freezing no they turn into coffins great yeah yeah that's pretty whack that just sounds awesome 
Uh, all right, then. So, yeah, I hope you get a Vita soon. I hope yeah. you get a Vita in, like, ten years. Um, <laughs> also, I've got um, Sonic Rush 1 and 2 to play on the PSP, so, you know, uh, high up my uh, priority list. Sonic Rush. Are those yeah. good? Uh, no. Okay. Chile? Hello? I'll say Defiance. Uh, uh, Defiance yeah. and... Yep, that's pretty much it, to be honest. Seriously? Well, Ninja Gaiden 3, I still need to get a review out for that, hopefully in a couple of days. But I've had a few issues recently that have made it sort of... I have an issue here where I've played a shitload of things, especially since the last podcast. I just don't feel like talking about any of them because I've, I've already talked about them at length so much we haven't had a, an episode of the podcast that I've already kind of vented. But really quickly, without getting too I, one specific just thing. Just one yeah, thing. Sure, go. He was talking about Persona, but let's just say Persona 4 Arena is finally getting released in Europe. Yep. May. I can't wait. I've actually pre-ordered it for the, the vinyl. Yeah? The vinyl? Yeah. yeah, you get a vinyl CD, a sort of a vinyl album of the game. The LP. Whoa, yeah. that is fucking awesome. As a pre-order bonus. Oh my god, that's yeah. a crazy pre-order bonus. That is really cool, seriously. I, yeah. That is, that's that's actually, like, that's... Yeah, but we not, have but... to wait till just now for it to release. <laughs> yeah. It was out last year in America, so... <laughs> that's weird. Well, shit, what's up with our, the, 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 the hate for Frobisher Says in America? That was weird. They maybe just don't get the awesomeness of Frobisher Says. Frobisher Says. I still need to play it. Is that still free? Yes. Maybe. But okay. there is a DLC for it. It's good, though. Actually, I remember like when me and, me and Steve Williamson went to see the PS Vita before it came out. Like They had that uh, at a uh, preview event thingy, and he was like, oh, I don't like this. I'm like, really? How can you not like this? This is the best thing ever. Ah. <laughs> I powered up Super Saiyan, and then I punched yeah. him or something. So, yeah. uh, I found uh, it funny that it was a pre-order bonus. They said, pre-order the Vita and you'll get headphones, some Avatar stuff for your home, and you'll get Froze Brisset says for free. And then it came out for free anyway, so... Yeah. Yeah, Froze says, good game, check it out. I've been playing... Uh, so like I said, I've been playing God of War Ascension. I beat that game. Uh, let me just quickly... God of War Ascension, not my favorite God of War game. Not even better than 3. What's wrong with God of War Ascension, you ask? Let me tell you. Uh, you probably already heard stuff like this, but for some, somehow, somehow, they dropped the ball a little bit with God of War. I guarantee you that this is their B team. This cannot be the team that made God of War 3. Uh, maybe some guys, but they are totally hard at work on a PS4 project, I guarantee you, because there's some design decisions in God of War uh, Ascension that I just I can't get behind. Don't get me wrong. The game was still a lot of fun. I had a good time with it. Um, but was it the best God of War? Hell no. Was it better than 3? No, it wasn't. Uh, it kind of felt like it should have been on the Vita, um, just because they did some, I don't know, man. They, so instead of having any other weapons in the Blades of Chaos, you only have the blades, but you have four elements for uh, said blades. But like, like fucking traditional God of War, you're just going to use the first thing that you unlock always. So you, the first thing you unlock is uh, the Fire of Ares. And you just, it's so overpowered compared to every other element just because uh, it, en- it enhances like the rate at which your rage meter fills up. And that just ends up being like the crux of the game. Because when your rage meter is full, you, when your rage meter is full, you just do so much more damage. Your combos are crazier. Um, you're only using the blades. What they did since they took out the other weapons is they added world weapons, which are weapons that you could pick up off the floor or you can steal them from enemies. There are five in total. One's a shield, one's a club, one's a sword, one's a spear, one's a freaking... Uh, he has like a... What's it called? Like a sling. That's it. He has a sling, which is rocks in a fucking 
handkerchief that he throws. And it's just uh, ridiculous, man. They, they, they all suck. They suck to use. Uh, they're super situational. They're they're never better than the blades. So it's in no way um, a worthy uh, replacement for other weapons. Uh, God of War Ascension also focuses on platforming a lot. And that's majority of the ways that I died. However, uh, story is pretty cool. Pretty, uh, pretty well presented. They jump back and forth in time a lot. Uh, I thought that the last boss... I'm not going to get into spoilers, but I thought that the last boss was definitely like top three God of War bosses or last bosses ever. I don't know. I, I really love the last boss of Ascension. Um, I like some of the, the design. I like the, what they did with QTEs. Uh, God of War is kind of always uh, leading the charge of QTEs, which people hate. But, uh, I mean, I guess there's a trend of hating QTEs. And I, I'm not... I don't really, uh, I'm not really following that trend. I mean, I don't hate on them. I hate when they're done poorly. God of War does them actually really well. God of War Ascension has buttonless QTEs where you're just watching what's going on on screen, but you know what you have to press. So they teach you like what you're going to have to press. So it's kind of like not a QTE, but it is. And you're kind of just dodging with a stick. And then when, whenever you dodge an attack, you can come, come back and just mash square and he'll just attack. Anyway, God of War Ascension, cool game. I've been playing the multiplayer uh multiplayer i'm actually addicted to that sounds weird because i never thought i'd enjoy it and before um before i played the multiplayer i i it took me actually a few days to play it because i didn't think i'd like it before i played it i thought that the package itself god of war ascension was kind of just mediocre i wouldn't really recommend it in fact i was recommending dmc to friends instead but then after i played the multiplayer and got addicted i don't know man it kind of changed my whole perspective on the game i don't i don't think god of war needed multiplayer but i think it's really i think what they have uh i would think what they've crafted that is really first of all it was um they had balls to do it because you don't think of a third person uh, like a an action a character action game like that and multiplayer where you're you where it's kind of like a deathmatch style that just sounds like God of War deathmatch that just sounds completely chaotic like it wouldn't work but it does work there's a system there they built a they built a system that works with parryable attacks and non-blockable attacks and magic but what's even cooler is that it's kind of MOBA-ish uh, you capture altars you open chests some chests you open can have pieces that can build. Uh, armor sets and there are different armors with different stats to them and there's elemental magic and okay am i talking too much about god of war's engine <laughs> have you guys heard this stuff already no i don't mind right. i mean yeah i just man i don't know for whatever reason god of war has never hit home with me i just can't get get interested in it you know yeah. it's no it's i love god of war i really do i love the franchise it's just this was not a strong entry god of war 3 was a lot better like the story really impacted me in god of war 3 the the game itself and it's kind of hard right because this is a prequel but and god of war 3 was you know how are they supposed to top a game where you beat you kill every god spoilers and you you know like you kind of in God of War 3, they go for all the names. Poseidon, Zeus, Hades, everything. All the gods. The, the uh, big three brothers, so yeah. Yeah, and, and now, oh, the, the, the primordials, which you see in an intro cutscene. You see, like, uh, the first guy... Uh, the, a primordial that like disobeyed the fates, Hecatonkeries, which is just fun to say that guy's name. But anyways, nothing actually matters in God of War Ascension. It's one of those, it's canon, yes, but nothing is ever mentioned. Anyway, whatever. God of War Ascension, if you like, if you love God of War, pick it up because you'll, you'll have a good time with it. The multiplayer, good surprise though. I have a lot of fun. I still need to use my code for the multiplayer for the double XP. Oh, snap. <laughs> Uh, yeah, that's pretty cool. Uh, actually, yeah, you, you know what? They're having. You don't have to use it right now if you choose to play. Uh, they just announced a shitload of double XP. Um, so today, nice. all of Wednesday is a double XP day. 
they have double XP going through from April t- into May. They have double XP on Friday and throughout the whole weekend. Uh, so from April 19th to April 22nd, they've also got double XP on April 24th to the 25th, April 30th to May 1st, and then from May 3rd to May 6th. I don't know why, but they're adding um, they're adding a new patch, patch 1.04, which is supposed to give. Uh, some new armor sets, some new abilities for every class. Raise the level cap from 30 to 40. Um, and apparently the first paid DLC will will make its way to the store soon. So that's God of War Ascension. I also have been playing... I mean, my main thing I'm going to talk about is Guacamelee. I'm just going to see if I've touched anything else. La-da-da. I mean, I guess I played... Um, you know, I played the Unfinished Swan. I love it. I'm not going to talk about it because it's kind of old. But goddamn, the Unfinished Swan's amazing. Um, Guacamelee. Metroidvania. My review is going up. You can check that out. I love this game. Everything about Guacamelee is so good. I could play Guacamelee forever. Am I the only one here that's played it? Uh, yeah, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah. I haven't. Uh, boy, I, if that was free on Plus, I'd be all over it, but just yeah. don't have the interest right now. Uh, it's cross-buy, cross-save, cross-play. So you, yeah, buy the PS, PS3 version or buy the Vita version, you get both. Uh, cross-save works really well. You just upload your save file to the cloud. Okay, Guacamelee, 2D side-scrolling, Metroidvania. I assume you guys know what that means. It's, yep. uh, mm-hmm. So, yeah, you get abilities. You, 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 your abilities that allow you yeah. to explore more of the level. Exactly. That's the, I grew up on those games, man, and I, I have such a... I, I, fuck, I haven't played a game... Uh, such a good Metroidvania game in such a long time. And Guacamelee really scratched my itch for it. Uh, it's kind of the, the setting. You're in Mexico in this, uh, like, in a Day of the Dead festival, Dios de los Muertos. My terrible Spanish. Um, and so the game kind of has a few mechanics uh, overlapping from a bunch of different games. So there's some portal in there. There's a lot of Metroid, obviously. Um, mechanics like crossing over from the uh, the living world to the dead world uh, but when you do that everything changes including the music uh, music changes level changes art changes uh, NPCs new a- accessible areas so there's a lot going on in Guacamelee but it's so um, refined that's what it is it's so polished everything is so spot on the platforming is so fun you end up using uh, the same abilities you do for combat so everything you unlock that you use uh, in combat every new ability but that by the way you get from Metroid Chozo statues which are called Chuzu statues but um every ability you get will help you platform it'll help you get to new places break new blocks uh, and everything's color coded so you're you have an uppercut that's like the first thing you unlock that uppercut is red and you can break red blocks with that you can also break enemies with red shields everything's just kind of really tied together uh very well it's super polished the game is legitimately funny there's no voice acting though i'm not upset about that but it could have been i find i feel like the game could have been funnier if it did have voice acting um it's just like you're a luchador, right? I, I feel like I've gone long enough without even talking about the main character. You're a luchador. Your name is Juan. You are a farmer <coughs> from a small village. Then shit happens. They steal a girl. And you go on a revenge mission for justice. <coughs> so, yeah. Story archetype. Not original. But it's just something. It's like a catalyst to get the game moving along. Um, fuck. Guacamelee is so good. There's memes everywhere. References to games everywhere. Uh, like I mentioned in my review, there's references from like Castle Crashers, Mario, uh, Mega Man, uh, Majora's Mask. Everything. Yeah, there's a, that, that awesome poster of like um, uh, Mega Hombre versus uh, Majora's yeah, Mask. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. La, La, La Mascara yeah. versus <laughs> Mega Hombre. Um, <clears throat> yeah, man. If you like video games, obviously you do because listening to this podcast. If you, if you grew up in uh, the 90s, if you're a 90s kid, 
then uh, I have a feeling you'll love this game. It's if 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 you haven't if you miss Castlevania the way it used to be two Z side scrolling Castlevania where you level stuff up, you level up abilities, uh, get get new uh, items, stuff like that. There's also co-op, man. There's drop in, drop out co-op, and it's implemented very well. It's just I have a problem with the camera and uh, co-op. Uh, kind of like the camera's always following player one no matter what. And so as soon as player two kind of gets off screen a little bit, they just turn into a bubble that player one has to break. And anyway, so there's there's a few camera issues in co-op, but nothing to actually write home about, nothing that actually impacts the game in a negative way, uh, too much of a negative way rather. Um, the game is just so amusing to me. I have such a blast when I play it. I, I platinum that game and I was ranked. I feel like I, I, I bragged about this enough on Twitter, but I was ranked 47th in the world. 47th. I'm happy about that. Uh, top 50. So uh, Guacamelee, definitely, definitely, totally um, endorsed by Don Oliveira. If, you, if you're looking for a game to play uh, on your Vita, this is, I, I'd say, probably up there for like top three Vita games, period. I mean... Yeah, this is definitely one of the best video games. Made by Drinkbox. Massive respect to the uh, indie devs out in Toronto. Um, they made Tales from Space, uh, About a Blob on PSN. Then they made the really good Tales from Space game on the Vita, Mutant Blobs Attack. I also recommend that game. But yeah, totally. Guacamelee recommended by me. Uh, if you are, you're a fan of old school games, play Guacamelee. You'll love it. And uh, yeah, Guacamelee. I, I just like saying it, Guacamelee. Yes, I'll consider your recommendation and, uh, you know, maybe actually. Yeah, I'm thinking about buying it now already. Yeah, man, so good. Uh, it's just, I can't say enough good words about it. I just, you know, when I was writing my review and I was thinking of the cons of the game, I nothing stood out to me. <laughs> I really had, I know that sounds like bullshit, but seriously, I, I really had to think like, man, what did I dislike about the game? And I couldn't really think of anything. I'm, I'm being super nitpicky when I'm talking about the camera issues and, and the fact that in the review, I mentioned that enemy, enemy uh, variety and like, you've kind of fight the same enemies towards the end, kind of a bit, a, a little bit, just a touch too much. I don't know. That's the only thing. There's nothing really that stands out for what it does for the type of game. It is the fact that it doesn't take itself seriously is such a good thing. And for the type of game it is, it, it really does everything that it tries to do uh, really well. Kind of passes with flying colors. So, yeah, and, and it's cross by, man. You get two games, fifteen bucks, fifteen bucks. Jeez. Anyway, uh, so that's 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 the majority of what I've been playing. God of War Ascension and Guacamelee. I feel like there are other things, but I'm just being an asshole. Oh, yep. Kyle, I saw you try a game that I tried. Uh, what was that free PS Plus game? Dungeon. What's uh, Lab- Lab- Labyrinth Legends. Labyrinth Legends, that's it. Yeah. yeah. So I tried that game. What the fuck? Um, yeah, I don't know. I guess it's kind of like I- I've don't I've never really played an actual roguelike, but this kind of sort of feels like a not not a roguelike. Um, what is Wait, it? Like a dungeon? I you mean? Yeah, but it's, it's, it's just, just a top-down like isometric kind of dungeon crawler. Um, yeah, but I I don't know. I I, I feel like the art style is okay. I feel like it, it reminds me just like of an iOS game. Right. There's um. You get to you get to some interesting puzzles around like the fourth or fifth stage. Um. So kind of and like the levels get longer, which which is nice. But yeah, it really um. I actually kind of got turned off in one of the later levels when I was like fighting a boss near the end and I died and like had to reset like a like a half hour worth of progress and I was like nah I'm just I'm just done with this. It was okay, free see, to begin with. Okay. Which let me tell you something about Guacamelee though. Uh, like in contrast to that kind of 
punishing design. Guacamelee, you're platforming, right? Uh, you miss a jump and you teleport directly from when you hit, the, like when let's say you fell into a pit. You don't even lose health. You just teleport to the last place where you had solid footing. So the last platform that you were standing on without losing health, it's instant. There's no reload. There's no backtracking. So it gets rid of all that uh, punishing so you, you don't like you don't ever feel like shit for missing a jump. You don't ever have to go back. But there are like the game does challenge you with its mechanics. Uh, mm-hmm. So you will miss jumps and you will try over and over again. But it never feels frustrating. Some cha- some some platforms some jumps are hard. Like I yeah not hard but challenging. You you'll really have to play by the game's rules. But that's a good thing. And the way that they actually teach you to do that, fucking brilliant. The way they ease you into it. By the end of the game, you're such a master of that game's mechanics. Uh, that's just a testament to how good uh, the design is. So yeah, sorry about that. It is just just like talking about like you said how you die and you have to restart. Man, Guacamelee is so good at that. In fact, when you die at a boss, they do the thing where you die at a boss. You respawn right away. Well, you don't respawn. Sorry, you 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 kind of the screen refreshes and it's like the boss just says like the last two lines that he did. You don't have to go through the whole dialogue or anything. The boss is just like, and I'll show you my big cock. So fuck you, uh, boss battle. Cool. Yeah. So yeah, Labyrinth Legends. That was a game. And uh, is that is that it, folks? You know any other games you want to talk about? Um, the game where I uh. Talk to Mike every day about working out and getting buff. Nice. How's that working yeah. out for you, by the way? <laughs> uh, slowly. Because you lost a lot of weight, ladies and gentlemen. Check out. Uh, well, actually, I don't know how they would. But check out. If you really want to, if you if you really want, you can ask me on Twitter. But yeah, I lost like thirty-one kilograms, or in American terms, like seventy pounds. Um, what seventy? Yeah. Holy fuck, uh, dude. Yeah. Over like oh, six nice months. Job, man. Yeah. Uh, and now I talk to Mike every day about. Working out and getting buff and not about video games. It's quite funny. Hold on. <laughs> wait. No. 70 pounds in six months? Is that even fucking healthy? Uh, probably not, no. <laughs> Christ. So so I'm guessing diet and exercise? Uh, yeah. And uh, yeah, I kind of watched my carbohydrates. Not Nothing stupid like Atkins or anything like that. But uh, yeah. I kind of I, I, I gamed my body and uh, my body reacted really badly. So I'd have like a weekend where I'd eat uh, a slice of pizza and I'd put on like three pounds. Um, Jeez. Uh, no, well, probably more than such pizza, but yeah, I would have ridiculous weight fluctuations. But uh, yeah, fun times. Um, try to keep that weight off, man. Yeah. Try to keep that yeah. weight off, and your your body will regulate, and uh, yep. you'll be able to tolerate that pizza. Yep, it's already happened. Yeah. Good. Um, good. Congrats, man. Seriously, <clears throat> everything that's really cool. Uh, <clears throat> damn, I was thinking about something. Oh yeah, but let, let's be honest, Rob. Um, regardless of your your diet, it just come on. You have uh, like I I know you and you probably have no willpower to fight any burrito or anything no. of the sort. No burritos, just like that's your one exception, yeah, right? Like bur- burritos and maybe burgers. Um, have you? I've I've been making like carnitas uh for, like oh. all the time over the past few weeks and uh, I'm so yeah. happy right now. Wait, how do you make that though? Like how do you uh, make carnitas? Carnitas, um, it's like shredded pork, but well, we basically the best recipes I've I've come across. Um, uh, involve you uh, cutting up some uh, boneless uh, shoulder joint of pork, putting it into like tightly packing it into a casserole dish, um, putting in like a juice of an orange uh, and a little bit of uh, vegetable oil, and um, like because it's so tightly packed, uh, the juices from the the pork as it cooks and the and the orange juice and the um, vegetable oil are kind of enough to cover it in the oven. So you like put it in the oven for like three and a half hours at um, 275 Fahrenheit or 130 degrees centigrade. 
and uh, yeah, it's fucking delicious. Mm. Man. Yeah. Man. Yeah. And each time I keep making like ridiculous burritos with it as well, and uh, our friends over and they're like, "Rob, can I have the recipe?" I'm like, "No, you cannot." No, like what? Mine. No, are you well, kidding me? I, well, they'd actually ask because they don't want to cook it for some reason. They just want me to make it for them, which is fine because I like making it. So yeah. Man, uh, I wish we could talk about this, but, but uh, not enough time. Yeah. Yeah, I'm getting hungry. Yeah, no, I, I don't even mean I don't even mean the burritos. I don't even mind talking about. I, next episode could be fully dedicated to burritos. Podcast derailed episode forty burritos. But I wish we could talk about the Legend of Zelda: Link to the Past two. Oh yes. Um. So I haven't seen the trailer for this. Um. But it look sounds like and looks like it's just hey here's. Link to the Past slash Link's Awakening style graphics. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah. Yeah, Link's Awakening. It's, it, it's, it's top-down isometric, which is actually... I prefer those Zelda games because I'm silly. Um, You're not silly at all. What are you talking about? That's exactly... They knew exactly what... The, hey, guys, listen. The 3DS wasn't doing bad at all, uh, but they knew exactly what they needed to come back, and it was... A handheld Zelda game. Um, all right. I, as I understand it, Kyle, you've got to go, right? Yeah, yeah, I have some uh, some urgent business to take care of. All right, man. Well, uh, thanks for joining us. Um, Absolutely. Thanks for having me on. It was a good time. Make sure you guys... Good, you, good talking to you, Rob. Yeah, yeah. First time for everything. <laughs> Make sure you guys follow Kyle on Twitter. And, uh, yeah, you can check out his work on the site, PSU.com. Kyle, thank you for joining us. And uh, talk to you next time, buddy. Later, chaps. Have a good time. See ya. Peace. Um, so yeah, Link to the Past 2. Link to the Past is my favorite Zelda game ever. And, uh, not, not coming to PlayStation console, but I just think it's cool that Nintendo, uh, came to their senses about something. Not that they don't, I mean, but yeah. The 3DS, they're doing good with that. Um, just maybe this needed to be on the Wii U virtual console or the <laughs> Wii U shop. But, uh, also Yoshi's Island, another Yoshi's Island game. Kind of, they're yeah. kind of going to the SNES era and just like saying, hey guys, you love this, please, please, please. They've been doing that for the past few years, really. Yeah. Oh, uh, this, this game you like? Why if we make a new one of it? Please yeah. buy it. Oh my God. Yeah. But you know what? I, I, I fucking, I'm not going to complain. Like, Yoshi's Island and Zelda, fine. It's I'm really weird. Zelda. They say, the, the weirdest thing is, oh, it's in the world of Link to the Past. I don't know whether that's them starting to talk about the timeline as an actual thing in Zelda games, or if for some reason they've decided just to, oh, hey, you know, it's um, six months after Ugh. Link to the Past ended. And no, real. no, no, drop the timeline thing. Don't. I yeah. hope they don't even... No, I just, just call it Link to the Past 2, whatever. Keep it in the world. I don't care, but don't fucking... He doesn't have pink hair. Yeah. I'm looking at this picture, and he can turn in himself into a painting. Yeah, you can you can turn yourself onto a painting on the wall. Yeah, that, it, it, to, to, as long as it's a good game, I'm not too bothered about where they say it, say it is really. So yeah. Yeah, exactly. But just uh, keep it keep it keep it isometric. Keep it like, keep it old school. Uh, man, if they have like crossing dimensions, like into the, the dark world and regular world, oh my god! I'm... <laughs> if they bring back some of that uh, some of that music, obviously they will. But yeah, um, yeah. So we just brought up a, a 3DS game. Um, oh man, what? is what's going on? Oh fuck! It's true. We wanted to talk about we wanted to talk about the uh, Microsoft, the whole uh, always online thing. Yeah, um, Adam Lord, so Adam or no Aaron Ord, Adam Ord. Uh, Adam Orth, who is no Orth. longer at Microsoft, um, and his statements. I mean. <sighs> There's still sort of rumors, and I mean, what he what he said was still, you know, kind of inconclusive. But him, but him going, coming to like, like coming to his defense like that was, was the worst really, thing ever. Because yeah. I mean, 
because a lot of the rumors when they said always online like they weren't specifically saying oh you need, you need to be always on the internet for your video games to work it sounded more like um you know, the, the wii is technically always online because you've got this thing called Wii connect 24 7 where you'll get messages from iwata uh like late at night or something like that same with the 3ds and i guess the vita might have something similar as well um you know just being able to be connected if you have the capability all the time will aid you with updates and stuff but of course his comments now oh you know if i don't have the internet then you know i, I don't buy this and it's yeah. like well <sighs> see the worst part is i actually come, kind of agree with him everything's already always online anyway but there are a few times where i do unplug either go to bring us to a friend's house yada yada these are situational this is like 95 percent of the time i'm already always online the problem with all this is was his negligence towards uh people in rural rural areas of like united states so like 50 percent of the country uh doesn't have that type of you know always online internet connection that the console would need uh, so obviously they they would disconnect every once in a while um and his the problem with it, joking or not, was his messaging on Twitter, just saying he had a hashtag deal with it. Uh, someone says, "But I live here." I don't remember where the person, where the way they said, like, "But I live here. I live in this area, and the internet uh, kind of sucks here." And he tweeted back saying, "Why would you live there?" Uh, so it's almost as if he was super flamed. Like one day, like he just got super upset about like the backlash of the always online stuff. So he took a stance. He took a stance on Twitter. I think this all this is just a testament to like. Man, regardless of even if you have that stupid shit in your Twitter bio saying my views do not respect that of my employer, Twitter is just it is not personal anymore. Regardless, like Twitter, you work for a company, you talk shit about that company on Twitter. You're going to you're going to not talk shit. You even like represent them in a way that they don't want to be represented on on Twitter. It's just you're going to it's not personal anymore. You're just going to take flack for your company's sake. And, you know, I, I don't know. I feel like even if even if all of our devices are always online uh, already, nobody's kind of accepting that. It's kind of a weird thing. It's it's a weird thing to talk about. Everybody's kind of super defensive about it. Even if you're not really realizing the facts that, hey, like, the problem with it is, like, why is Microsoft doing this? Why are they? That's what I want to know. I want to know why. What is it going to add to the next Xbox? Money? You think, like, for what? Data mining? Like, I oh, mean... Oh, no, because... You'd have to no if it piracy? is locked to your console. They'd have to buy it new. Yeah, no. I, so well, they don't have to. Your, well, if it's linked to the actual console for online, then if it's pre-owned, well, it'll be the, linked you, to the, the previous the, one. The always online doesn't necessarily mean it's uh, still right. pre-owned games, though. True, but still. I, mean, I guess it'd be easier for them for adverts, yeah. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> and uh, to, to be honest, I'm all uh, you know. I buy all my games brand new. I, I'm heavily invested in Steam, so I buy games brand new as it is. So I've got no Same. problem with. Oh, I buy all my, um, game, all my games brand new, yeah. so I've got no problem with it. I mean, no, I know that there are people who can't afford it, but then again, if it's if they do have this kind of thing, hopefully they got a better digital service and have you know the ridiculous sales like on Steam, so that you can afford to buy these these games for a bit cheaper. I don't know. I just I think it's a there's a weird thing going on where um, something happened. I mean, Sony smartened up. Uh, so, Sony played all uh, seemingly are playing all their cards right. Uh, they're making people happy. Who knows? In the, the execution of this, it could all fall apart. Um, just like how everybody's unhappy about this always online thing, it might come out. Uh, my, this, uh, rumors are that uh, Microsoft's going to have like a subscription based service for the next Xbox, where they subsidize the cost of the console, 
with a plan so that like the, the numbers out right now are 300 for a subsidized uh, model and 500 for non-subsidized and, and subsidized would have like the 300 dollar model you'd be paying per month for xbox live or some stuff like that yeah, they've currently got a version of that for the, the 360 where you pay 99 dollars to get the console and then you pay 15 bucks a month for um mm. xbox live now i i'm all right with that kind of deal i'm not okay with it being the price of a console to begin with it should be really subsidized yeah. down to like 50 or 100 dollars, even three you know or, yeah well fuck you we're talking about like paying no man i don't know how about a hundred dollars at that point i mean to be honest it's already lost leader at 500 bucks or 300 bucks so um probably good to go down to 100 might be asking a lot but still if you're for you know you have to go buy the mobile phone you know the iphone is yeah. uh, 400 quid so 500 dollars 600 dollars yeah but you can get it subsidized for like in the uk i think you can even get free on some contracts you know it's uh, yeah you can yeah so it's but it's in the advertising. It's in. They're yeah. they're going to be able to. They're going to be able to slap the number three hundred beside it, and that's what people do for it. When you ask someone, oh, how much does an iPhone cost? They're going to tell you two hundred dollars. It do, it doesn't cost two hundred dollars. Oh. Everybody just think it costs two hundred dollars. It's actually like eight, seven seven hundred dollars. You know, like. But they're going to be able to slap a three hundred dollar price tag on it, eh? Market it for three hundred dollars. Oh, fine, fine print. Yeah, because also there's the whole thing of they they have to market it for three hundred dollars, otherwise people will think it's you know it's too cheap or something like that, which is. Rob. Look at yep. my Xperia Z. I got yeah. it. It's a 400 quid phone. 400 yeah. to 500 quid phone. I got it for 28 quid con contract. Yeah. No I mean, fee for the actual phone. I've been, you know, you know, I've been doing that with phone contracts. I mean, I guess everyone has in the UK, especially in the UK, for like, you know, 10 years. That's, that's the thing. I guess I, I bought my Nexus 4 straight off the Google Play site. And that's, you know, a phone that is heavily sub, uh, reduced. You know, I bought mine for 280 pounds. It's probably worth 600 um, price wise. But uh you know, it's um. You just gotta, yeah. It's it can't be three hundred. Uh, All right, we're tricky. getting we're getting it's a little tricky. bit off topic yeah. now. Um, so always online. Who knows? I just want to know. I, I just want to know why, and I want to know if 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 you're gonna if you're gonna restrict players like this, if you're gonna piss people off, what are you adding? What is it gonna What is it gonna add to games in a good way? That's what I want to know. I feel like Microsoft can't announce this yet because then they'd be kind of announcing their console but i hope that when they do that they explain the always online thing by saying well, this is why you want always online you know like i hope they I mean, add an incentive there has been a quote-unquote another rumor kind of disproving it but then again compared to off's comments i mean it doesn't really yeah. matter but i mean you know off the top of my head and i think you know similar to what sony are doing um stuff that makes sense like oh hey you know updates and stuff always going in the background mm. and um but you know they'd probably need to do more than that to kind of get yeah definitely get, getting behind indies in a big way i think is one of the best things sony's doing right now yeah. Yeah. um but it's just you know who knows well let's see how this plays out right now it seems like like i said kind of crazy it seems like sony smartened up and took away uh con- more control from the eastern side put it to more t- towards the western side so now that uh the westerners are kind mm-hmm. of uh you know like it's engineered now primarily by uh Dudes and Naughty Dog and stuff like well, um, what's his name? Fuck, I was Cerny. Fuck, I Mark his name. Cerny. Mark Cerny. That's it. it. Mark. I, I think yeah, but um, that's a good idea. We already talked about this, but smartening up like that, I think it's a good move. And and shit, with the way things are looking now, people are like, I don't see many people. I don't see many people trash talking PS4. Everybody seems kind of uh, really excited for it. Um, but again, who knows? The way this, these things go, people were also excited for the PS3 once upon a time, and then that came out. Um, 
PS3 is amazing now, but definitely had problems at launch. Uh, anyway, I feel like we've exhausted everything. It's been kind of a long episode. Including me. Yeah, there you <laughs> go. So, uh, you guys, the, I'm going to wrap the episode up. Thank you for joining us. Chili. Can I give a big shout out to a few people before we go? Um, no, you may not. This is an incredibly rare podcast of uh, Sean Connery <laughs> signed by Roger Moore. Yeah. Uh, okay, man. No, 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 like, sure. Like, go ahead. So I want to say a big um, hello to Snowvik, game musician, and Raffle CBF12, who sent me a message while we weren't doing podcasts, telling me he's a big fan of me and he likes it when I'm on. So I want to say a big thank you for the message. All right, great. Uh, gamer musician. That's Brett Johnson, right? Cool guy, cool guy, cool, cool guy. All right, so uh, Rob, I don't think you want to send any shout-outs, right? Uh, Shout-out to uh, my main man, uh, God, you know, who's uh, helped me through life. Uh, Shout-out to Jesus Christ, my mom. Yep, uh, and uh, no, I don't really want to shout-out to anyone else. Um, my baby mom. I guess, I guess uh, you know, my, my good Canadian buddy, Don. Uh, hey! You know, he's a, yeah, yeah, he's a, I hear he's a pretty cool guy. Um, oh, yeah. I can't wait till we meet up one day. When we meet up, it'll be, <laughs> you, you'll let me wear the bison hat and I'll feel better. <laughs> yes, it will uh, increase your powers by 10%. My psycho power. All right, guys, yeah. that's been Podcast Derailed episode 39. Well, I hope that was 39. This wasn't 40, was it? I'm pretty sure it was 39. Uh, it's been episode 39. And uh, like I said, you can follow us on Twitter. Send us an email, questions, comments. We'll read on the show. Oh, shit, I forgot the emails. Okay, let's do two or three emails really quickly. Uh, one from Fonz. Don, I see you're playing Need for Speed. This game has a lot of similarities towards Burnout Paradise. Do you feel it's truly need for a Need for Speed game? Because to me, it feels like I'm playing Burnout. Uh, it feels like Burnout, but it plays like a weird Need for Speed game. Kind of already talked about it. Um, not Burnout. If it was Burnout, I'd like it more. Uh, second part to his question. Um, talking about Army of Two. Uh, he says the game is all about co-op. What characters would you like to see team up in a game? My team co-op would be Sly Cooper and Nathan Drake. Uh, they're both treasure hunters and would be interesting to see them work together in their own methods uh, while still being different. Uh, he, he, so it started, the email started off about Army of Two. Well, that question started off about Army of Two. <laughs> uh, kind of ventured into uh, weird territory. Who would we like to see team up? Two random, two random PlayStation heroes, I'm guessing. Let's keep a PlayStation. Okay, if I had to pick two PlayStation heroes to team up to be awesome in a game, I'd probably pick Crash. I'd just like to see Crash and Spyro. <laughs> they did that, didn't they? Already? they? They've already done that. What? In a, back yeah, on, back on Boy PlayStation Vance. 1. Or the Game Boy Advance as well. Oh, yeah, the Game Boy Advance, definitely, yeah. Seriously? Yeah. Yeah, you could, but you've got two different games, one Crash and one Spyro, and they linked up together. Hmm. Fun then. I choose. I choose you, Pikachu. <laughs> yeah. <definitely. laughs> um, fuck. I don't know. Uh, I'm just gonna pick. Uh, fuck it. Crash and Spiral. I said it. Too bad. <laughs> what about you, Chili? Okay. Um, for some reason, I want to pick Snake and someone else. I don't know yet. Um, Snake well, and Drake. Fuck. Shit. I didn't talk about the Phantom Pain on this episode. Fuck. <laughs> that's all i wanted to talk about like when i was planning this episode i'm like oh man it's gonna be the big phantom pain episode i'm gonna talk all about metal gear solid 5 shit we didn't even mention it once we did a bit oh i'm gonna cry rob what two playstation characters uh devil Jin and ape escape monkey oh that would be amazing ah <sighs> devil okay that's that, that's okay great uh we got some 
Ah, fuck it. That's it for emails next time. Sorry, <laughs> guys, you're out of time. Uh, but yeah, thanks for listening. Uh, and catch us next time. Uh, you guys, thanks again for joining. It's like the third time I say that. This has been episode 39. Take it easy, guys. Remember, everybody, pain is power. It has a wasuyasa. <laughs> the what? power is yours. Oh, God. <laughs>